Hey everybody and welcome to episode 545 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Ronald Hayden Memorial Studio of the Airways. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airways, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ugh, ugh, Chris Antista in the in the rainy dark. Hmm, terrible. And mm-hmm. uh Matthew Allen. Hola, as they say <laughs> in Brazil. Hola. <laughs> it's it's like they, put, they put the accent over the A. I'm guessing that they say it hola. I don't know. Ah, like ole, but hola. Yeah, uh, very good reception from Brazil. Meanwhile, Chris is in Florida, the place where it's dark six months out of the year and constantly rainy. It is. It is. We. I don't know what Microsoft Bing means by weather, but this is a triple raindrop moment, mm. and, <laughs> and only going to get worse. Uh, you sure you're not going to like the AI image generation part of Bing? No, it's ever since I updated Windows, I like can't get the weather off the, my fucking taskbar. I don't I think that's tracking hard. weather. I think that's tracking Desantis flop sweat. Ah. Triple drop, triple drop <laughs> flop sweat moment for Desantis. Well, just put another lift in that shoe, buddy. Everybody will respect you more. <laughs> well, must uh, be I love that Trump called him out on it because it's like. You know, the thing he does, whatever he accuses someone else, he's, like, admitting it to himself. And it's like, I yes, naturally we know you both platforms. <laughs> we, we know you both follow the Tom Cruise school of fashion. We get it. Allegedly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, guess guess what I wanted to brag about, uh, oh, guys. Tell. What? Guess who platinumed Assassin's Creed Mirage? Someone really? else? Me. Really? Me. What? I did. I wanted to compliment them on, on the most doable achievements. There are two... That I had to look up. One, when you blow dart someone with a key, someone has to have a key. That's the only way you can pickpocket them. You can't pickpocket guards. But yeah, you got to blow dart and pickpocket somebody. A, you, a guard. you absolutely can't pickpocket guards. No, they, they don't. They don't have anything to take. Hmm. In well, most okay, cases, yeah, that's that's true. And and uh, but that but that means there's like a dozen or so missions where a dude has a key. So that's like one you might be able to miss. And the other one. Fade in with some merchants and execute your assassin's thing, and that's how you get uh, a blade in the crowd. Everything else is done by just play with every tool and fucking kill people. (laughs) It was like, it was so doable that I decided to like, all right, I'm going to go out of my way to get two of these. But I've more wanted to tell, I've been, I don't ever spoil games, right? Right. I don't like spoilers. I'm you going do, to. We edit it out of the show anyway. So yes, yeah. no, never. He's yeah. never done it. No, I, I, I fuck you, Matt. I'm not. A, I don't like spoilers. Even if I, I don't know. like a story I'm not in a game. Accusing you of being a spoiler. I would never game. do that. So this is very technically a spoiler, but I'm only going to tell you about it because it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> okay. But I finished. I don't think any of you guys are going to finish Liza P because you're all like Baldur's Gate, Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog. And blah blah blah. I'm Matt yeah. and Michael. I'm yeah. probably homosexual. Uh-huh. Uh, and yes, that's probably yes. for each other. Yes. Yeah. Guess which uh-huh. one? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guess both? You guessed right. Um, <laughs> you're probably never going to finish Lies of P. But no, I I, I want to play the Lies of DLC they just announced though or mm-hmm. confirmed. Well, it's secret, and I think you, there's multiple different ways you can finish the game, and I'm sure there's different cutscenes. The one I want to talk about is where it says, blah, 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 wonderful, blah, blah, blah. 
And then out comes the legs of a girl in ruby red slippers. What? No, oh. nobody is talking about the Liza B crossing over with Wizard of Oz. Liza of OZ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't call it that. Um, <laughs> I mean, what's uh, the commonality? They both had the of in the middle of their name. I like, think the uh, commonality is common. they're both public domain. Yeah, but that's a good point. But, yeah. but but other than that, I thought we all knew like the ruby red slippers were created by MGM. Mm-hmm. Do the developers know that that's still copyrighted? You can't use those because it's in Liza P. <laughs> mm. uh, but it's very strongly hinted at the next game will involve the Wizard of Oz, which is somehow stupidly exciting. <laughs> I think the Wizard of Oz is untapped territory for a great game. You know who and, I think is untapped territory for a great documentary? What? And I'm going to give you the free title of your documentary. Frank Oz, but you call it The Wizardry of Oz. Huh? Oh. Man, oh, they yeah. said they call it uh, Muppet Men Talking or something like that. That <laughs> no, was the... Not nearly as good. Recent Frank Oz documentary. Oh, there was one. Okay. There was there was one, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's Hollywood, you know there'll be one like half a year later because that's the way these things Why would work you pay that guy thinking. to talk? He sounds like half the Muppets. Mr. Kessler, Mr. Kessler. Do they do his autobiography and not have him do the VO? That seems like a missed opportunity. I think it's it's mainly like a televised podcast of Muppeteers talking to Ah, one another, which is fucking fascinating. Always. They have a lot of secrets you don't know about. Speaking of secrets... It is the second week of spooky season. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, we forgot to do spooky names for ourselves. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of amazed. I am uh, Bat Allen Chris Antista. Oh, perfect. Sure, okay, you can do that. I'll be um, Count Matula. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) But you came up with a fun top five topic this week, Chris, which we somehow never done, despite the fact that at least two of the three of us are rabid Disney fans, and the one who isn't had to compile this list... Oh, on, I, didn't, I didn't think you were going with this one. Of course. <laughs> you never asked me for anything. Uh, haunt, well, you, you mentioned a bunch of them, and I found them on my own. Uh, so, appearances of Disney's Haunted Mansion in video games. Uh, there have been quite a few, actually. I actually had to, like, to cut a de- couple decent ones from the list. It's like, well, this isn't quite the Haunted Mansion. It's close. It's, in a lot of cases, I just want to say this off the bat, they're some of the worst levels in these Disney games because they're generic haunted house, drab, yeah. lack of color. And But every once in a while, somebody will incorporate Haunted Mansion proper. And I haven't seen the movie, but, oh, that, to, but oh, that to I me, I know some people didn't like it, but I hear it's filled with references to the ride. The, the ride that's is, the best part of it. It's the ride is symbolic of... of some of my favorite things about Disney, Disney, Disneyland, and Halloween. I like my Halloween bloodless and a little more magical. It's it's classic kid friendly horror made mm. up of a bunch of awesome illusions. It's yeah. it's fucking fun to obsess over. And every once in a while, even when you're, I remember I've been. Have you been on Haunted Mansion, Matt? When the ride shuts down. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, several times. Yeah, it happens. I've never done a walk off of Haunted Mansion. But yeah, I've, I haven't I've had I've a certainly been there where they stop it for a long time. Yeah. Hmm. Did have... Paul Freeze talk to you, or is he gone? You gone yet? Uh, I don't think it's Paul Freeze for the um, the the shit. It used to be they, this, the right stops. Yeah, I think it it's used to be. Else. But yeah, the Haunted Mansion is just like I, I think Halloween is first and foremost a kids' holiday. Uh, I just happen to get a huge kick out of it. And I really like it when you can share horror stuff with kids and there's 
not much terribly scary about the haunted mansion. No, more no, more like safe. mystifying and like what the fuck? This is so cool. Because as a little kid, I would my my first ride was Space Mountain, and I cried. I didn't want to go on anything else. I cried and, on Space Mountain too because I was like yeah. six and I was not ready to go on Space Mountain. I was like, that was very scary to me. Yeah, my, and yeah. My, I remember my mom laughing at me for crying, and that was even more traumatizing. And you're not my therapist, but I'm telling you, it's in you the dark. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's it's roller coaster in the dark. These are two things little kids are scared of. Yeah. Like they yeah. combine the two. That's I can't, the I can't remember. Um, I know the first time that I went on the haunted mansion ride, I was. I, I really got into my own head while we were waiting in line and, and got spooked, and I covered my eyes the entire time. And is one of the great regrets of my childhood. Uh, Chris, so should guessing, we correct him every time he calls it a ride, or should we let it slide? Uh, it's tech- it's an attraction, Michael. Come it's on, attraction. it's a dark it's ride, Matt. Park. Come on, they're not workers; they're cast members. Got they're cast right. members. <laughs> and it's not uh, it's quick, not money; it's magic leaving. Quick your qualifying question, because I want to admit, so you, everyone knows on this podcast, I'm a, not only a Disney fan; I'm a specifically a Disney theme park fan, but part of my sub fandom mm-hmm. and former cast member. Part of my sub fandom is I am obsessed with the variants of the haunted mansion yeah. around the world. You know, Florida is slightly different than Anaheim. It you know, it's it's got like a, a library that Anaheim doesn't, some other stuff. The one in Paris, the Phantom Manor in Paris completely different. Well, um, I've heard so that do, it actually Are we just doing re- OG mansion? Yeah. But I've I've heard that the one in Paris actually reshuffles the order of the things that appear with a clear mm-hmm. It's narrative. much more story based. Yeah. Well, it 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 takes the so over the years, I can explain why. I'll try to explain as fast, as quickly as I can. So, Haunted Mansion was one of those projects that kind of was happening as Walt Disney died, mm-hmm. and there were a co- couple people who were brought into like work and finish rides like Pirates and and Haunted Mansion, and like therefore Haunted Mansion kind of had it's like a movie who had two directors, mm-hmm. and so there was never really a cohesive. Yeah, like Mark Davis, who was a really good character guy, he did all this stuff. He would he would do like gags and funny things and and everything at the end in the graveyard with all those ghost bunch of gags. That's very standard Mark Davis stuff, right? Um, you had this other guy, Yale Gracie. Am I saying his name right? Um, Chris, the, the special effects guy. The guy who, like, brought in Peppers, the Peppers ghost effect to the mansion. And, and that's why, like, the beginning of the mansion is, like, very much, like, meant to be kind of these... It's scarier. And then about midway through, the ghosts all start appearing, and it becomes kind of a lighthearted... A party. But they... But they never really had, like, a story. There was always this hints of, like, well, there's the guy in the beginning who maybe hangs himself. And maybe he was this, like, guy who abandoned a bride. And that's why the the Mm -hmm. attic always had this abandoned bride. But then at one point it's like, oh, the bride is actually a black widow who kills all these groom people. And there have been these, like, variants of the story over the years. And Paris just leaned into, no, no, this is a story of this bride who was, like, abandoned. And I think... I think he's the, he was a killer, and he might have murdered her, and there's, there's, they, like, we're like, now we're just gonna give this, but what's fucking loony about that version is it ends in a haunted wild west town, of all things. What? It, it's so out of left field. It's you, supposed it, to be in it, New Orleans. It, well, that's what, it, but in Paris, the haunted mansion is actually kind of right connected to Frontierland, so it dumps uh. you out in Frontierland, which is why it ends there, but there's... This, I'm telling you guys, I, this is why I'm fascinated with the different versions, but the OGs are really, it's Disneyland and Disney World. They're very similar, other than some a few things that, like, Rolly Crump had some stuff that got integrated into the Florida version because it wasn't able to get in Disneyland anyway. So, question, Matt. Um, when you were working on the Honda Mansion, 
Did you ever catch anyone trying to dump cremains? Because I hear that's a thing that I, happens I fairly often. By the way, I don't want to take... No, I'm not going to steal valor on this one. Like, I didn't work on the Haunted Mansion. I fucking <laughs> sold churros in front of the Haunted Mansion. So no, that I can't counts. claim... I can't claim to have ever uh, caught people. But certainly, that, that these are... This is not urban myths. Like, Did you ever catch them dumping the cremains into the churros? <laughs> what do you think? Why do you think they're so delicious? What do you think's in the churros? Yeah, that's not exactly. cinnamon sugar. Uh, Michael, I mean, there's I a reason the ones from Costco taste like shit. No human remains. <laughs> I, I meant to send you this. Send you this earlier. Can we kick this off with a little clip about the haunted mansion? Sure. This is a radio ad from when it because it it was a massively delayed attraction that they were advertising on the radio for months, maybe not, maybe years. Something new is waiting for you at Disneyland. It looks rather innocent. Just a big old mansion. But there's a twist. You see, this mansion is haunted. (laughs) That's it. That's all I want to curious mortals. See, I know I thought you were gonna play the actual radio ads where they were advertising the 999 happy haunts they want yeah. you to join them like they yes. it was like it was more like art link later link letter like straight up just radio ad reads but all that I stuff more is on I want to point out that that is the poor man's Orson Welles Paul Frees voice of Boris Badenoff and I think John Lennon in the Beatles cartoon oh, wow. Ludwig von Drake and the guy at the end of Planet of the Apes 2 that says the earth is now dead <laughs> a small and <laughs> insignificant planet also, the uh, the voice of Adventures Through Inner Space, a now defunct ride that was part of Tomorrowland. That great voice was actor. Also known as a great makeout ride because hmm. it was, and also the first use, or maybe not the first, but one of the first uses of the automobiles, which are the ride vehicle in the Haunted Mansion. Mm. That's why nice. they're called the Atommobiles. Oh, and big big recommend uh, for if, it's on Disney Plus now. Life on Mars. It was an episode of Disneyland, but this one is mostly animated. Uh, and narrated by Paul Fries talking about how the Greeks discovered that there were actual stars. And then it goes I into like what that. alien life looks like. And it's just hardcore animation of 1960s people assuming what's on Mars. And yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> haunting and hysterical. It's like the kind of thing you're like, were they consulting with like Ray Bradbury for yes. this stuff? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's great. This it's thing will be sh- green and shaped like a vacuum and eat dirt like mm-hmm. a vacuum also looks like a vacuum. Okay, guys. <laughs> they were they were designed by the them, fine people at Hoover. <laughs> to be fair to them, they were coming off like World War II propaganda films. Yeah. So Disney mm-hmm. occasionally had these like semi-educational cartoons they would do that were oh, mm-hmm. just the best. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into top five haunted mansions and games. Be, uh, in, ranked in order of how much of the haunted mansion they actually feature. Not mm. necessarily quality, which is why we begin with... Number five. As a lifelong author, I have often drawn inspiration for the more chilling of my tales from my own experiences as a young man living in Louisiana after the Civil War. Oh, but the story of Ezekiel Halloway, that I have not dared tell before now. 
Is what? there any guesses as to what this could be? I thought it was going to be Disneyland Adventures, but that's not this, what this is. This is, is this the game made by TDK? Yes, this is the oh. Haunted Mansion <laughs> game, which celebrates its 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary. next week. Now you TDK, know how I the uh, blank cassette people. Yeah, <laughs> this video game. It's not terrible like i remember hearing at the time like yeah it's just sort of mediocre it it released like slightly before the eddie murphy a month, movie yeah a, a month, month before mm, the eddie murphy movie. had nothing to do with it disney attraction fans out there all the updates coming to haunted mansion are coming in november hmm. right on time right yeah. when the haunted mansion movie came out 20 years ago this version of it is this guy named ezekiel in like the 1870s gets hired as an assistant caretaker for this remote mansion outside of New Orleans. And it turns out he's been hired by the friendly ghosts who inhabit the place to get rid of the evil ghosts who started infesting the place because of an evil wizard cultist who's been using his dark magic. And it gets way too complicated, way too fast, tons of front-loaded explanations. But the the ghosts that hire you are like various ghosts from the graveyard scene of the haunted mansion there's like you know the piratey guy with the napoleon hat and uh <laughs> the headless knight and uh, the bunch guys of other that uh, are the walls getting taller a wonderful way to economize space because they mm-hmm. built haunted mansion underground you go down an elevator yep quick yep. plug if you want to hear me talk about some of the actual props from the ride that were on mm-hmm. auction there is a special episode of bonus time where chris and i go through yeah. a, an auction that was in burbank california which was like it was in an old Bed Bath & Beyond, but it was all just Disneyland, like, actual things from the parks. And there was a huge section of Haunted Mansion merch, which included uh, both an automobile and the busts from the graveyard and these stretching paintings Chris has mentioned. Yeah, nice. oh, amazing. Nice. Uh, also, also like, the uh, the Valkyrie, the this opera singer, the fat lady Love who her. sings yeah. from the, yeah, yeah. the graveyard. She's, she's in there. But your main guide through the game is this person. Awakened now from troubled sleep, you find yourself where shadows creep. The mansion hides its history, but solve you will this mystery and find the truth that's buried deep beneath these halls where spirits weep. Oh, I, child, am Madame Leota, speaker of the spirit world, medium of the mysterious, and seeker of things unseen. <laughs> For whatever reason, they make her sound kind of like Mae West. Um, but she, she's yeah. the, the tutorial voice throughout the game telling you to do helpful things like... Uh-oh! Fight off these evil spirits with a rapid shot by pressing the fire button. To attack a specific enemy, hold down the lock-on button. So yeah, it's uh Could be worse. Could have been the actual Jennifer Tilly voice from that movie. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know Eddie Murphy wasn't gonna play with whatever this was, so yeah. come up with an original story based on the Haunted Mansion. And this game is not good. Um, it's it's better than some of the other ones on this list. But Little Disney trivia about that character, real quick. Chris, do you hmm. know who Madame Leota is named for? Oh shit! It was somebody's wife, right? 
It was an Imagineer, yeah. Leota yeah. Tombs. Mm-hmm. Has a great mm. name, great name for the Haunted Mansion. Well, I want to say her granddaughter is Kim Irvine, who was like oh, wow. super high up at Disney for years and years too. But so, yeah, just like just her face though. The voice was somebody else. But yeah, yeah, they just yeah, they, exactly like they but just the, recorded her game, doing the, the face. This game has the most Haunted Mansion vibes. Like, yeah, although it doesn't have the stuff like, like it's a haunted mansion. It's not the haunted, the mansion. haunted mansion. Like you don't, the layout's not similar. The like you don't get the dancing spirits or the you know the, the other stuff that you think of as like hallmarks of the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it feels very heavily inspired by Luigi's mansion. Uh, every room, like basically, you enter a room and there's two phases. There's sort of like a phase like a a shooty phase where you are trying to find the light switch in the room and uh during this phase like evil spirits will come out and attack you and so you have to lock on with to them and and shoot beams from your magic lantern to subdue them it looks ridiculous it it is ridiculous then when you turn on the light the uh the shriveled spirits will all go hide inside yeah. objects so you have to walk up to objects that are wobbly and nudge them and then the spirits will pop out and you trap them in your lantern and uh keep going until you have enough to unlock the next door and then so it's a find it game it's like yeah. one of those facebook games that you No, it's not that bad. Stuff. I mean it it's, a, it's a 3D <laughs> action it ain't rocket, platformer it ain't rocket science. But it, can it, it I is... can I please tell some more Madam Leota trivia really yeah, quick? Yeah, all amazing. I want to do this for was trivia. So keep okay. fire away. Right, ready? So there is in the ride her spell book contains the following summoning spell. Chris, I want you to tell me where this is from. Cri cru vergo gaba calto cri uh I Marvel? I know there's Blackbeard's there. ghost, motherfucker. Oh, that is the what? spell that summons Captain Blackbeard. <laughs> oh, the best thing streaming on Disney Plus? Never it's take so that good. down. It's so good. <laughs> why, why would you reanimate the ghost of a famous pirate to help you win a single track meet? I've That's seen, why we've all seen our flag means death, and we know why we would summon him because <laughs> he's fucking why. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the I want to. I want to borrow his Mad Max jacket. That's why. Stakes <laughs> were low, so low in the 60s. Jesus Christ. White people had no problems. None whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Madame Leota does have some problems. I'll ride along in your satchels, so hold it open and I'll just roll. Oh! oh wait. Wait. Oh, you don't need to. Fingerprints. Watch the fingerprints. I just think that sounds gross. Yeah, what is this voice? Because she's supposed to be like sort of a, sorry for the offensive term, like sort of like a gypsy, you know, mid, uh, witch lady, oh, spirit medium yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she's a spirit medium, like a speaking in a very refined, waspy voice. And but now she's like, yeah. kiss my grits. Yeah. I'm, right, yeah, I'm yeah. from yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> she's she's how the we waitress sound. from Alice all of a sudden. Yeah. She's <laughs> well, shucks, darling. Well, the term I was looking to... for was Ro- Romani. She's supposed to be uh, a Romani. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I got it. But yeah. um, anyway, the Haunted Mansion, it's okay. No. And uh, it's, <laughs> I, I played it. It's it's. I played you got to play it on original Xbox, bro. That's yeah, dude. Version. You got to play it on original GameCube. 480p. Just it's amazing the it's, way it's meant to be played, it's bro. It's sort of fun, anyway. Much like this <laughs> what, next what one. What a ringing endorsement. Number four.
Super the, Nintendo. The popping is this balloons. the Japanese game we've yes. talked about on a recent yes. show? Yes, this is Mickey no Tokyo Disneyland Daiboken. My favorite part about the game is you basically fight with like water balloons. Yeah, right? water like balloons, and you have water balloons and helium balloons. The water balloons are your weapons and can be used to weigh down switches. The helium balloons will do what it says on the tin. They'll lift you up and then you uh, they can rocket you in various directions if you let them go, basically. I'm still very bitter we didn't get this game in the States. It's like really I get that good. it's based yeah. in Tokyo Disneyland, and but it's like Like other than yeah. the rights issues, I, I think it might be that like this is not a Capcom produced game and Capcom had the Disney license on lock in the US. Um mm-hmm. but it like it would translate very easily. You could just make this Disneyland. It's all the same attractions. Yeah, there's not a single attraction or anything that is not doesn't exist twice as much in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it does sound like blatant propaganda because the whole thing is like, "Ooh, Pete's henchmen have convinced all the char- Disney characters that they can take the day off today, so they went off to enjoy the park and Mickey's job is to go round them up and get them back to work." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and Mickey I, sounds I like, like a real fucking killjoy, man. <laughs> I like. I mean, I he, like this because yeah, I, I love. Go. I love like um you know, non-racist mm-hmm. <laughs> American traditions. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, well, uh, there's a the, some of the black and white uh, Disney cartoons are amazing. And Skeleton Dance, I don't need to sell anyone that. You know how awesome that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey Mouse's The Haunted House, back when Mickey was a little cooler of a cartoon character, before the Paul Ruddish one from 10, 10 or so years ago, he goes into a haunted mansion, and it's a fucking really great black and white cartoon, a ton of bloodless enemies with some really great stylization. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, 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 from like very 1929. Good. And... um that's what this level reminds me of. Uh, disappearing staircases, mm-hmm. uh, just ghosts that come out of nowhere. And Mickey's involved because Mickey yeah. isn't. Mickey doesn't have any presence in the Haunted Mansion but, anywhere but this and another yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, well, this also features like the stretching paintings mm-hmm. um, and a few other things. Yeah, it's, it's got the, the holographic ghosts that you can't actually hurt. It's got suits of armor, again, that you can't actually hurt. That will just stomp around mindlessly, so you have to float. Over I mean, this them. this leads me to believe there are there was a park nerd working on the project. Oh, probably. I'm, I'm oh, sure. I mean, the suit of armor thing is just a great reference to a thing that is no longer there. But it used to be when I was a kid, it was almost a seasonal thing. Um, they actually had a dude. So like that part of the ride where you go through the endless hallway and you see the candle floating at the end of the hall, and it's really neat. And there's like suits of armor on either side. Right, in, and it's right before you go with the hallway of the knocking doors. There was a, an actor they would put in a suit of armor, oh, who because the automobiles oh, yeah. would rotate, he would sneak up behind you as it was rotating, and then pop out and scare the living shit out of you like a yeah, real no jump scare. And the reason he's not there anymore, obviously, is I think sometimes he accidentally touched people or whatever and really freak people out. And no, it's that's, like that's universal Halloween horror kind of shit. Yeah, also, like, the, the risk of being one of those actors is, like, if you activate someone's fight-or-flight response, you might get, punched, get punched in the in face. you get punched in the face yeah. quite a bit, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did you guys ever work Haunted Mansions or anything as a kid? No. No. I oh, wish. I did. I did all the time, and, and that is... Certainly true. Like, we used to volunteer. The local fire department had one, and, like, our neighbors would take us, and, and we, you know, we didn't get paid or anything. It's like, yeah, kid, put on a mask and go scare people in the haunted forest section of this thing. And, like, you pop out at the wrong person, 
the first thing they will do is take a fighting stance, and you're like, whoa, 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 just a mask, just like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's very yeah. common. You just gotta be careful. And it's because it's mostly teenage boys. They're with their girlfriends. They're embarrassed. They just got scared in front of their girlfriend. I gotta, I gotta rear up like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. You made me oh, piss I my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I I have never gone there with a significant other, and I'm not sure that I would. I play a bold person on this show, but I'm very easily scared, especially by the phenomenon of adults jumping out of the dark at me. Hmm. That yeah. always works every single time. <laughs> oh, it, it was. I mean, like a you motivated said, it's more attacker. Halloween Horror Nights it's, it's bullshit. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it, it doesn't. It didn't belong in Disneyland, but because of that, it to me as a kid was one of the coolest things about it. It's like I wonder if he's because it, it also kept you guessing. Because it's like I wonder if he's going to be here on this ride through or not. Probably because any actor who has to get in any type of suit or costume, they have to take frequent breaks so they don't don't fucking get dehydrated and die of heat. heat and the whole point of these robots are to take human jobs. What's yeah. let's get them <laughs> yeah, out of here? Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's another thing I like about the haunted mansion as an attraction. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Matt. People bitch and moan when there's any change to anything the Disney Park, but like, people kind of love updates to Haunted Mansion. Look forward to them. It uh, depends on how woke it is, Chrissy. That's uh, right. You know, lately Disney's gone a little too woke, and uh, I like it when the pirates chase the women, not the women's chase the pirates. Which I don't even think the women chase the pirates. I liked it before the gay ghosts, <laughs> <laughs> LGBT phantoms. Um. <laughs> what do you think the G in LGBTQ stands for, Chris? What ghost. It stands for ghost. Grim Grim. See how voice. silly that sounded? See how silly that sounded? How does Ben Shapiro have a job? I don't, well, he does it in a much higher voice, at a much higher uh, rate of speech. You talk really fast. Just, you don't correct yourself, like, and there's no one there to correct you. Yeah. You just keep on talking, and you keep on talking, wet-ass pussy. Hmm. Wet-ass P-word. Wet-ass P-word. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> But this this game is dope. Uh, obviously, yeah. you can only check it out for free. Yeah, published mm-hmm. by Tomy, which you Tomy. know made wind up toys mostly in the U.S. But uh, yeah, uh, they they were uh, they they were involved in some of those early Naruto games, though I believe. Mm. Oh, at really? least the the licensing yeah. of them. I think they they merged with Takara at some point, but mm. um, they were getting off topic. But uh, they made a pretty banger ass Mickey Mouse game, and uh, at the end of the level. You get to fight Ghostly Pete. It's a pretty sweet boss theme, though. Uh, he's at the end of every one of the rides. He he just appears in a themed boss outfit. Chris, can you tell the history of like so Pete? Did start sort of as a Mickey nemesis, and eventually did he become kind of a goofy nemesis? Like he well, Pete, Pete predates Mickey Mouse. He's older than Mickey. Yeah, but, but and, you know uh, what I mean. Like he used to be kind of the the Mickey antagonist, and then eventually I think they just stopped. They didn't want to put any heat on Mickey and, and have an antagonist, so it's like, well, he fits more in the goofy universe anyway. Was, well, I mean, he antagonized everybody, Donald um, yeah. as well. He's just a bully. He's, he's just kind of a dick, right? Like, I mean, it, I forget who the character's voice is. That dude's original voice, the way he could yell at people, frighten kids and adults. He was the perfect foil to like any of these eh, slightly lame Disney <laughs> animated characters who car- whose cartoons I love. Mm. But uh, he could easily intimidate Mickey, Donald, Goofy. 
oh, yeah. and did a lot. Yeah, there's no not not many people pining for Clarabelle the cow. No. Horse horse collar forever. Pete was basically <laughs> the he was the Bluto of uh, mm-hmm. of early Disney. yes yeah. exactly. But even even like more interchangeable, they almost never call him Pete, and he has a different name in almost every cartoon. Yeah. It's not uncommon for him to have not be named Pete at all. Well, but you, it's the, usually Pegleg Pete early on. And, yeah. Yeah. Inspiration yeah, Pete, for it, Peg Pelvis I, Pete in Stimpy's cartoon. And what makes him Mickey's adversary, because people always forget this, Pete is a cat. Mm-hmm. He is a giant cat. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that anthropomorphization has been lost throughout decades of redesigns. You can't even tell anymore. Yeah, he but just he looks is like still a big a furry Disney monster or whatever. Yeah. He might as well be on Sesame Street. Well, with, because with like, I think he's in the Goof Troop or, or Goofy yep. movie. I, I would have assumed he was a dog. No. The talking we, variety of dog that Disney has because they have to assume types. wrong, Matt. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Oh, Pete. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. I do my best to try out for uh, all the talented animators out there who need a voice for their Disney ripoff cat. <laughs> he will be public domain before Mickey Mouse, and he should be. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, uh, let's think. Speaking of things that should be public domain. Number three. That's a lot so, of chaotic I mean, that is sound. The actual but, Grim Grinning Ghost yeah. song, first, but it's been first, used in a few of these. First instance of the song, but uh, yeah. is this the haunted? Is this the Disney World uh, Kart Racer? Disney that World I Quest uh, yeah. Magical Racing Tour. Excuse Love me, it. Walt Disney World Quest I, Magical Racing. Well, that's the Roy wanted to make sure his brother Disney had his name in there forever. So mm. it, yep. ugh, have to call it Walt Disney World. It's but you know what I'm mean. talking about. Don't fucking SNES Grogu me. The game <laughs> that was made by my ex-bosses at Striking Distance Yes, is, and, and, and they always tell that wow. story about how they got the rights to use Disney World and didn't know you had to separately get, they thought they had the characters in Disney's like that explains no. so much about this <laughs> That's game That's why they have they they have very much like B tier characters sorry Chip no, and they're Dale, majority they're, original characters yeah they have yeah, yeah, they have yeah, yeah. Chip Dale and Jiminy Cricket and then the rest are like who the fuck is this and I think even the, the Chip Dale and Jiminy Cricket thing was like them being like, well, come on, man. You can't give us no characters. The, the way you made it sound is like that was a last-minute negotiation. All right, you can have Chip and Dale, but they're going to look like uh, it's that Rescue Ranger show. This is like years after they'd stopped I wasn't it. there, so I can neither confirm nor deny any of this happened. But if you played the game, you might be asking yourself, like, who the fuck are these original now, characters? And I love know? Chip and Dale, and I love the Rescue Rangers. That is nobody's first choice for a mainstream Disney racing game. No, no. I'm pretty sure it was just what they could get away with. Although if but, you're yeah. doing like Mario Kart Double Dash where one's riding on the back of the other one, hell yeah, I want them as a Yeah, your your favorite Disney characters are here. Amanda Sparkle and Otto Plugnut. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Biggs and Oliver Chickley the Third. Uh, Oliver Chippy the third. My, but that's, my, my favorite ones are the ones that are just bad puns, like Polly Roger, who's a pirate, uh, Baron Carlot, who looks like Boris Karloff. Well, looks like a character Boris Karloff would voice a little guy with a top mm. hat and a, a little Mister Hyde or something. So I have to start with a little trivia, uh, and this is kind of a correction to a lot of folks out there who always mistakenly assume. So they always think the ghost host is 
Thurl Ravenscroft, which mm-hmm. is not. That's the voice oh, of Tony the Tiger, who you heard singing there. He is the bass in yes. Grim Grinning Ghosts. Right. But and I everyone think one always of the thinks the host the bus, is him. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's Paul Freeze, goddammit. That's his, yeah, his sole involvement with Haunted Mansion is singing, and then one of the bust faces, and Paul Freeze does all the other stuff. But they are they are both voices in the Tiki Room. Yes, they are. And and Pirates. Yeah, they, think, are both, they both voice a lot of characters on Pirates. I think the Thurl Ravenscroft bust might be one of the only elements of the Haunted Mansion that made it into the level in a game I didn't include in this list, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom, for oh, NES. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not good, and that level is just, like, this looks more like Ghosts and Goblins, where you're, yeah, starting out in a graveyard and you're throwing candles at zombies, and then, like, at one point, it's like, well, that looks like the Thurl Ravenscroft bust rendered in, you know, 8-bit pixels. But, but uh, I, I, this, what I do appreciate about this, especially with Matt bringing up the license, like, I'm, I'm, was born and raised in Florida, and Disneyland always gets all the love, and, like, there's Mm -hmm. no love for Disney World, and it is... You know, if you're calculating magic, and there's just so much more of it, like <laughs> magic per square foot, there's more in Disneyland, sure. Well, I, per of... square foot, there's more in Disneyland because they have to pack yes. everything in super yes. tight. There's there yes. was infinite land in Florida to build out four theme parks, a camping resort, and two water parks. One mm-hmm. water park that just sit has sat there for twenty years and done nothing. Grow um, well, it's grown lots of deadly amoeba, <laughs> but that's how much space they have, like. Like when when they had to build Star Wars Land, it's like we're gonna have to tear down the whole parking lot and a part of the campus. Like mm-hmm. that that's what has to happen to build out in Disneyland. So it doesn't happen often. But the license was clearly spent on the rides, mm-hmm. and I I remember this because I was I I just I just left my job, and I'm like I want to make stuff on the internet for a while. And Mario Kart was coming out, so I had. <laughs> What was it, the week of Mar- the week of let's get let's get this cardy started where I just streamed kart nice. racing games. And Did you stream the Looney Tunes game? Because that is uh, amazing. no, but I but I streamed this one, and so I'm just starting the stream on YouTube. This was my first copyright strike, and I was really? like, "What the oh, fuck?" And it, and it takes a while to like see why, and it is because of Paul Freeze. And as far as I know, the first time that song was included in any game. Grim Grinning Ghost. It's such an awesome. I love that part yeah, of the ride. I think that, it was the first official up. use of the yeah, the actual song in, in a game. Yeah. It's great. It's, but, it, it, it's one of the reasons I do love this game is obviously they're not faithful recreations of the rides, but they were damn closer than anything that had yeah, come before this, them. This like, is this is relatively close to the Haunted Mansion. Like it it follows the same order of events where you're like yeah, yeah you're going through I think like the the dance hall and you go up to the attic. And there's the skeletal bride who's like, you know, moving around in the stage with her big red beating heart and making little wailing noises. Little dancing ghosts you can just drive through. Yeah. Well, all the ghosts you can just drive through. They're not actual hazards. Um, It has something that I discovered while playing and I haven't seen in anyone else's playthrough. So I wonder, it's like, is this like a secret area where there's like Madame Leota's room where it's all black you can't actually see the track. You can just see some of the collectible coins, and you just follow those around. Uh, but yeah, her her crystal ball sitting there with shit floating around it. Uh, I should also mention she made an appearance in the previous the, the Tokyo Mickey. Uh, sorry, Mickey Tokyo Disney Daibokan Disneyland. 
where she's a boss and she just has musical instruments floating around her head and you just throw water bottles at her or water balloons at her until she expires. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of stammering. Don't Sorry. make it sound so exciting. Uh, <laughs> throw water balloons at her until she's dead. Yeah, yeah, again. Um, but this, but you, this can, is, you can race in Typhoon Lagoon in this game. Yeah, yeah, I don't Typhoon Lagoon. That's... The Disney dinosaur, like there's a ride based on the dinosaur yes, movie. Dude, that shit just shut down. That is the best ride in Animal Kingdom. Really? It is so much fun and like way more jarring than you think it would be. Hmm. But it is it is so rooted in like nineteen like nineteen ninety nine with your host Wallace Langham from Larry Sanders show <laughs> and Felicia Rashad, your oh, <laughs> your scientist fun. guide. Well, the the best part of, of this level is it, yeah after the attic with the skeletal bride you go smashing out a window and into the cemetery and which like, is actually in the ride yeah but that's the, 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 you're the supposed to be smashing out the window in the ride that's why your automobile turns backwards as you fall past those spooky trees you're crashing through the mansion right. window sorry go right on. yes uh, and you you're driving through this the cemetery in your go kart. And they actually included images of the various ghosts that are standing around. If you know them, you can kind of pick them out, but they're so pixelated. And, and you're driving by res. them very fast. Yeah, and it's like you, you normally, like, if you, you have to stop and look at them to really. <laughs> if you're taking the time in. to enjoy them, you're losing the yeah. game. <laughs> and even then, they look like shit, but you can sort of tell, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I recognize all of these. And uh, and then if you make it to the end of the track, which of course you will, because you have to do three laps through here, you'll hear. And you get to go through past mirrors that actually show a small version of the screen with your car going going through. Like that's kind of neat. There's like, so little many video monitors. touches in this game, and it's like the dawn of park fandom. Like people mm. went to the parks, but like it wasn't until the internet that I really started to see serious fandom for the parks. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm sure Matt, a little growing up around Anaheim and Diana, I think she had an annual pass because it was so mm-hmm. cheap for locals yeah. that you would just hang out there like a mall and name a No Doubt album after it. <laughs> the Tragic Kingdom. Because that's where they hung out. Yeah. That's what they, It was cheaper to go to than anything yeah, else. That's what you yeah, do in I mean, annual County. passes back then were 100 bucks or it was 60 bucks if you were local. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. 60, nice. 60 bucks. I'm still financing my annual pass. A lot of block updates <laughs> so yeah. if you had the $60 pass. If, if this was a better game that didn't look like absolute shit, it would probably be higher up on it, the list because it's a relatively faithful recreation. And it's not a bad card game at all. Yeah. I want to say I played it's it on Dreamcast. Is that? Yeah, yeah, it was on Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it debuted there. Hmm. Yeah, this is also PlayStation 1. That's that's what the mm-hmm. footage is. That's the sounds are captured from. But uh, let's move along to number two. Uh. I think Chris remembers what this is. I do because I I sort of hate it. It's like it's it's a uh, Epic Mickey, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't utilize any of the Haunted Mansion elements compared to any of the other stuff that we talked about as much or as frequently. It's just a drab-ass castle. Yeah, it uses some of them. The the paintings in the stretching room appear, although they're like, they're guardians. Oh no, some poltergeists are mixing them up. Why don't go hit this wheel to spin them around until the pieces are lined up correctly. But th- this is a game that has like a physical reference to Race to Witch Mountain. 
Why did wow. I go an hour to like without seeing not race Escape to Wish Mountain, the original, right. not yes. the rock remake? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why did I go an hour in a haunted mansion with no haunted mansion references, which you can do in this game? That's true. Uh, there, there is Madame Leota, but although she's called Madame Leona because uh, someone didn't didn't check their history. No, no, everything's there is, is alternate. It's oh, okay. Dark side Disney. Got it. So she's Leona. Things are slightly different there. Letter. You're ah. not reassembling the Donald Duck. It's a Donald Duck. Oh, I see. So mm. this is a Madam Leona. This is what she sounds like when she talks. Don't you bought a mom bread sometime, sweetheart? <laughs> sorry for being. I'm sorry for making her see more from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> I see you share my enjoyment of the literary art, Shug. Yeah, yeah. I want much. you to park Mother your car in my garage. <laughs> yeah, this 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 is an early level, and I think it was part of people thinking the game wasn't fun because it, it did like open up a little more and have mm-hmm. more shit to do. There's a this is like the most barren part of the game. My favorite part is the side scroller stuff in between. Yes. in between where you get to play through. Skeleton dance in a haunted house. The, the the cartoons from the 1920s. Yep, I have a clip. Uh, there are some fun little bespoke elements uh, to this. Like, you know, that that bit that I just played, you are actually like you're going up some stairs, Mickey is, and like a big shadow of like some creeper in a hood, it like becomes Mickey's shadow and just kind of stalks you up the stairs. And that that's kind of cool. So this is actually, it's not it's the, from the cartoon. It's not the Haunted Mansion. It is Lonesome Manor, which is like a mm-hmm. fusion of the Haunted Mansion with the lonesome ghosts, uh, you short. knew it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, I, I watched the the, the birthplace this. of the phrase "I ain't afraid of no ghosts." Goofy says that really? in the fucking thirties. Oh yes. my god, I ain't, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, not to be confused with Phantom Manor or Mystic Manor, the names in Paris and Hong Kong. Yeah, interesting. But that's why, to me, it's one of the reasons why this is it. I love the Disney rides that aren't based on any pre-existing IP. So they're pretty malleable when you mm. bring them, you want to localize them somewhere. Yep. And, and and it's also like just an outlet to be creative and like come up with, my favorite thing, it, it didn't belong on the list, but uh, when they were remaking DuckTales for DuckTales Remastered, uh, the Transylvania level employs mm. practical effects in 3D to recreate some of the illusion you see in Haunted Mansion in the DuckTales game. Huh. Simple stuff, like the illusion of like when they build the bus or the bus face backwards and it mm. looks like they're following you. Mm-hmm. They just did that in the Transylvania levels and it looks like the their eyes are following you, but it's a super simple inverted 3D effect. Nice. Yeah, I remember, that, that, I think it was Uncharted 2 did some, Uncharted 2 or 3 did something similar with some statues that their faces would follow you. And I, yeah, it's hard yeah. to think of a practical effect in, in, in a game. Cause like you don't have to do anything like that, but mm. there they are. It's kind of neat. Yeah. And it works. 
So yeah, this is you know, it's it's another epic Mickey level. You run around, you spray paint at things, and you fight. It's these dark and colorless. Slobbers. Yeah. Ugh. Man, do I wish that was that game was on a different platform. Yeah. I would have loved to see what it would have looked like. Be be great, great candidate for a remake. But anyway, we should move this along to our number one. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? Pretty sure it's stretching, dog. Yeah, that it's is stretching. Uh, oh. that is, he's he's channeling both of the hosts, both from Disneyland as well as Phantom Manor, because the ghost host in Phantom Manor is the one and only Vincent Price. That's I forgot is to mention really? that earlier. Wow. That's one of the reasons it's an amazing ride through is Vinny Price is fucking reading you everything about the story of the attraction. It's so Please good. don't spread your lover's remain on the ride and don't talk to the paintings! Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, this, this might qualify because it, it is like a weird version of the Haunted Mansion's events. You spend most of your time falling through it as with a lot of uh, things in Disneyland adventures. Ugh. Anything you could do to hold your big stupid arms out. Oh, Fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. Black. <laughs> but the the exterior of the house is is pretty interestingly modeled Spot with like on. Yeah, like there's there's animated busts. You can hear people saying shit like Ooh, the haunted mansion as you walk past the actual line of people out front that you can just walk past and skip. Uh, right. <laughs> Total dick move. Yeah, it, Total it's why move. We, we did a such a long stream of it, because if you're a big park fan, it is a 4K... Uh, it's a 4K 3D recreation that's pretty accurate to what Disneyland yeah. actually looks and feels like. Except it's like I love almost when to scale. It's, you walk it's, through it's Tomorrowland, it's just like... And this empty space we can't talk about is a Star Wars we don't own yet and a big mm-hmm. old Michael Jackson thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. going to be shuttered. Don't even look in that direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like an Assassin's Creed game with that memory not available. Just a big yeah. shimmering wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. There's a little bit of that in the um, Minecraft has a Disney World uh, recreation skin really? pack you can buy. That There's like huge... Huge mm. missing chunks of the park that you can only assume, like, of course, it's not here. So, yeah, this 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 game... Sucks. <laughs> I love everything in the open world map section. I hate every attraction yeah. recreation so because the, they're nothing like the attraction. The, the attraction the is you... Uh, it, it begins with the stretching room, except, like, you get put, dropped by a ghost, and you're just falling through the stretching room, and then you're somehow, like, it becomes the rest of the mansion, and you're just sort of fly falling through these dark corridors following a, a candlestick around while the announcer talks uh, gives some of the spiel from the haunted mansion and uh then you find yourself walking around shining a flashlight at ghosts to make them disappear and give you coins you that's get... how that ride which by the way a lot of disney rides would eventually become and it's my least fucking favorite I thing hate... When you I shoot don't, on rides. I don't yeah. want my ride to my attraction to be a video game. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Like, so was the movie Fatal Attraction about the people mover? 
What? Yes, absolutely. It is the it is the Chris. We talked about it. It's the deadliest attraction in Disneyland history. Is the People Mover? Is it? I mean, in terms of factory. actual on attraction death. Yeah. All right. To and their credit, not people. Typically, not people actually riding the attraction. People trying to sneak onto the tracks, getting out of their cars yeah. in the attraction, not realizing oh. their foot would instantly get caught in the gears that would move the people yeah, moving or, machines along. Or trying to jump from one train to another one going in the to opposite another. direction. Yep. And there was no safety stop system on it, and mm-hmm. it would just slowly crush people to death. I, I love that. It, it, yeah, Disney likes to proclaim, nobody dies in Disney World. So they try and like airlift you out of there before your heart stops. It's mm-hmm. like, aha, he died in the helicopter. Yeah, But... Yeah. They didn't think of uh, two words. Grad night at Disney Grad World. Night. Grad, yeah. Grad night. I think it. numerous people have drowned in uh, yes. in the water. In, in fairly oh, shallow geez. waters because of Grad Night, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Haunted Mansion Disneyland Adventures. You get chased around by the the knight at one point who is not headless. He's, until, until you decapitate him by pushing a grandfather clock onto him. And uh, then you meet. So, it looks so dumb. It's it really just a does. person being dragged through a void. Yeah, yeah. What's funny because the headless knight is a total comedy gag, mm-hmm. but there was a character, and it, there's a bit of an urban oh, legend aspect to this. But he he is the enemy, the main enemy of the new movie, the Hatbox. The Hatbox like, Ghost. Oh, he's the, he's urban, the enemy the of the new movie. Myth, uh, yeah, yeah. The urban legend is that. The Haunted Mansion was originally so scary that they had to shut it down and remove certain elements so that people could, you know, it'd be, make it more Disney-like. And the reality was that was one visual gag that just didn't work. They didn't have the technology at the time. So they said, this this is looking so bad and obvious, we should just remove it for now. Michael, it and was a they, ghost that where his head would move from his shoulders to a hat box. To a hat box. That's yeah. why he's called the hat box ghost. And, and literally, they took them until about 10 years ago to figure out how to do that... Uh, you know, um, illusion effectively, but it and was he's in, part it, of the attraction now. It was in all the marketing materials. So yes. before, yeah, before there was like really a mascot character. Oh, yeah. wow. okay. It's a famous, yeah, a famous, a famous for the like the famous the mascot for the ride. Ghoulish, the ghoulish stare with like one eye bigger than the other, like that is his face, and was used as sort of like the icon for the haunted mansion that would typically be like in the gates, like above, like his little face would be framed in that little oval there. And I think wasn't wasn't the urban legend? It wasn't helped by they did build him, but like this doesn't work. We're taking yeah, that's it what out. I'm saying. It, it just and, didn't. And, it didn't work. But they yeah. they cannibalized those robots so fast in the auto animatronics department. Like his guts were in twelve other attractions by the end of the week. Oh, I'm sure. And they, yeah, could, they yeah. couldn't reassemble him. When when you actually see the old ones up close, and the reason they're called audio animatronics, as Chris could tell you, is they, they talk. Have, well, they were, but they were operated by like record players. Everything with sound yeah. was making the servos and stuff move, and so they are such rudimentary robots in the early days. It's like, Still yeah, it's, are in some places. When you say like they disassembled him, it's like it was a series of pistons and rods that went into another robot over here. Yeah. Like it's yeah. you know. Yet all those robots still more animated than everything on those Nintendo Land rides. Oh, those gosh. look like like know. statues on rods. <laughs> still want to go. Still want to go. I'm just disappointed. I thought they would really like go all out. I wanted to finish the the anecdote. So the the Please. headless knight chases you into a room where you meet, of course, this character. Rap on the table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. <gasps> Unlock the crypt with a skeleton key. Haunted by spirits forever. <laughs> 
they'll be. So Madame Leota appears, some of that is from her actual Haunted Mansion spiel. Mm -hmm. Some of it is original to the game. This part is definitely original to the game because where she's a friendly presence in her other appearances, this one, she's all fucking villain. Who interrupted my grim incantation? How dare you enter with no invitation? I'll make oh. you watch National Lampoon's so Vacation. So you thought you could stop in and play? <laughs> here you have trespassed, and here you will stay. Yeah, gonna gonna lock you down, make you the the one thousandth of the. They've been trying for like what fifty years, sixty years now to add a, a one thousandth ghost the Haunted Mansion. They've never but succeeded. Nobody will die. Stuck at, no, nobody dies who visits the Haunted Mansion, period. As far as ever. I'm aware, there have been no deaths on that attraction. Like, maybe... They don't tell you a lot about, like, people will just have heart attacks. It happens mm -hmm. during oh, yeah. things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And die, die days later. But mm -hmm. it was brought on by your fucking doom buggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. pop-up ghosts can be scary to some people, I guess. Yeah, I guess. There aren't that many jump scares on the Haunted Mansion, though. They got no, rid of most of them, yeah. They used to have, like, pop-up ghosts, but you would usually hear them coming. But now they're very giggly and friendly and like, hey, mm -hmm. we can't scare kids on this Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, that's, that's part of why... It's the redeeming quality of this entire game, is that it is very much accurate to park stuff. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. like park yeah. stuff, even the horrid... I'm watching a playthrough right now of someone use, clearly using a controller, which makes yeah, it like, can, yeah. like this, this barely counts as a game when you use a controller. I, it's I, only I streamed hard. this to YouTube and have a series up where I was just playing on controller, basically giving you a cast member tour of Disneyland. You know? Yeah. Mm. Didn't That's have to we play the attractions do. that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, but they, they did keep in my favorite part. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Yeah, promises, promises. I was pretty psyched this year. I remember sending it to Matt. Lowe's finally, somebody finally licensed Haunted Mansion stuff oh, to make awesome. yard decorations out of. Oh, cool. Do you think that was because of the movie? Yeah, I think it's only because of the movie, but it seems like yeah. a fucking no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, went, but yeah. I went by Home Depot, and I couldn't believe it. I went by Home Depot, and I see... They have, obviously, their Christmas decorations out. It's it's October 1st, after all. And it's an inflatable Donald. And it's just like, I walk past, like, cool. That's the first one I've ever seen. There's never been an outdoor Donald decoration, ever. Uh, cool. At one of these The hitchhiking stores. ghosts were pretty cool, too, the inflatable hitchhiking No, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it needs more demand from people like us, more of a, the 12-foot skeleton crew. Because it was like... If I'm being honest, if you saw Home Depot's crop this year, did you guys by any chance? Like, they had a ton of animatronics that are kind of on par with anything in the original Haunted Mansion. They oh, like pretty extravagant. Like, oh, 12 I, I new I, things. Didn't I send you guys clips? I went to a Spirit Halloween, and yeah, animatronics are all the rage in Spirit mm -hmm. Halloween right now. Like, there's, uh, there's water, water resistant animatronics. But that's kind of all I want my yard to look like for Halloween. I mm. want it to be like the Haunted Mansion. And that, it, it, it's a not my my thesis statement. It's the closest thing we have to a globally recognized haunted house. Haunted houses are different everywhere you go. True, but well, that's that's why they have to adapt the attraction so much. Yeah, per country is what are well, you scared a, of? 
there's a lot, also a lot of taboos you have to yep. avoid in certain places. Like mm-hmm. in Tokyo, you're not going to have some of the stuff that you can have in America and stuff like that. You know, like they they you do call have them, to You just call them the hitchhiking that. yokai. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I was, you mentioned the the uh, what, mysterious mansion. I think it was well the, the one in Hong well, there's Kong. There's Phantom Manor and yeah, Mystic um, Manor. Mystic, Mystic Manor. So, mm-hmm. didn't the Chinese government recently outlaw depictions of ghosts? I think they they did in movies, but I, I don't know what board does that. Because, again, my favorite stat, we were doing a laser time about actually ban movies, because shout out to America, we don't actually ban movies. We have corporations that do that on mm-hmm. everyone's behalf. Yep. But China was like, my favorite one China has is like, can't show Back to the Future here because it's disrespectful for the pavers of history. It's, it's that you could undo, you could undo real historical events. Mm-hmm. Time travel shall not be depicted in China. What if somebody thought to time travel and kill Mao Zedong? Yeah, well, yes, and we were talking on thirty twenty ten this week briefly about farewell my concubine, which like you can't make that in China anymore. No more uh, unconventional depictions of sexuality mm. ever. Because, I don't know, what a weird nation to be on a backslide towards needless conservatism. (laughs) Everybody's on a needless backslide. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of which, that's been our top five. Yeah, Um, baby! Depictions of Haunted Mansion. Oh, by the way, speaking of ghosts and stuff, if you want to see the ghost of an attraction, the last place you can see Splash Mountain is Disneyland Connect Adventures, or whatever they call it now without the Connect Is it still in Tokyo? Maybe. I think it's still in Tokyo. Who's going to Tokyo? I don't know. Hmm. They had a much different relationship with the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Also racism. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's it's weird how much racism they can get away with just by not having slavery. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that... Probably with some slavery. Not the kind of slavery we had. Different kind of slavery slavery we had. And again, that's the most bizarre thing about the game. I remember, like, playing a demo of it and, like... Did I unlock something? Why do I see Br'er Rabbit? Did you include Song of the South in a first-party game in 2013? Are you fucking crazy? They sure did. They sure did. I have no. Those characters had not been given voices in decades. Wow. So some somebody there had to, I imagine, fight a huge battle, or there was nobody paying attention. I don't know. By the way, Michael, you mentioned the ghost thing in in China. I don't think there are actual ghosts in Mystic Manor. It's like a mischievous monkey with this like magic powder yes. that makes shit well, happen. That like, answers my question. Yeah, it's completely it's, different. I, I, I didn't ride that. I, I, w- I went to Disney. Magic sea powder and rode, called cocaine. I, I rode the. Uh, <laughs> I rode the. Uh, what I knew as Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and there it's just like some old crusty explorer with a safari hat who speaks fluent Japanese but dressed very American. Mm. But also with this. Vaguely racist idol that gets possessed, where you're like, yeah. that does not look like it, would, it should be here in the year 2023. It's very strange. It's like an old voodoo doll idol thing that you're like, ooh. And last anecdote, the most jarring thing that happened to me on that ride, the, the elevator starts going down, and the adorable teenage girl really grabs my hand and pulls me very close <laughs> and just like what the that was so scary and then became so oh oh but that's never happened to me in an american park so i don't know if that's a she was just really scared i've never had a stranger hold me on a ride on a disney ride <laughs> i'll grab the talking dog i mean american yeah, I'll, I'll grab the stinkiest guy here. Why would she do that? She must have been very scared. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm All just right. realizing, does this make this like a Journey to the West ride? Because of like the little monkey god king sure. guy or whatever? I mean, it depends on... Be, Matt wants us to extend talking about Haunted Mansion. You go, yes, buddy. I'm with as you. As long as we can. No. All right. That's it. All right. Uh, so that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. The crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim, grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. The 1980s were the golden age of mean hard R comedies. I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings because, like, Beverly D'Angelo's naked for, like, no I, reason, and I totally forgot I about that. I had forgotten all about that because yeah. th- that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute. she We see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that. This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I yes. was shocked to find that out because there's two I have never seen or heard of there, in between Animal yeah, House. Two that are kind of lost. One of them's called uh, National Lampoon Goes to the Movies. And Class then, Reunion. Hmm, Class Reunion. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined. Like, Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like, we have some DNA of people who yeah. worked in National Lampoon magazine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind it, of like stoner frat comedies, but not always. They, it's really they, the company doesn't exist, and they sold the I name. Think- to put on shitty movies that are like already being made, I believe, and they just okay. they'll affix the National Lampoons. I guess the R is for the, the magazine's reputation itself. It was pretty hmm. fucking edgy for for its time. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment where we're going to dive straight into that morass of terror known only as... Oh man, so much stuff. Uh, Obviously, Lords of the Fallen is out this week. Not to be confused with the other Lords of the Fallen that came out uh, however many years ago. Or confused with the... Timmy's band on South Park? What was their name? <laughs> Lords of the Underworld. My right, yeah, very different. <laughs> well, Great I, game. My favorite, my favorite part about the game is the story of like, okay, it was Lords of the Fallen, so to differentiate the sequel, we're going to call it The Lords of the Fallen. Then they changed their mind, those fucking cowards, and took the the away and just mm. called it Lords of the Fallen again. It's, so it's not like there's a lot to get it confused with. It's the second entry in the franchise, and they gave it the exact same yes. name. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if you end up buying the wrong version, mm. 
you know, yeah, aren't you an idiot? It's still weird, though. Like, it imagine, is weird. Imagine if it is dumb. Yeah, imagine if Resident Evil Four was just called Resident Evil. At, at least, at least the Suicide Squad were admitting they failed somehow. Mm. Right, you add the the. That's all they needed yeah, to do. Yeah, add yeah, the yeah. the. So yeah, Lords of the Fallen. Well, the original Lords of the Fallen was you know had a reputation for being a mediocre Dark Souls knockoff that like very slow didn't didn't movie. really understand what made what gave Dark Souls its appeal thought it was just well people like that it's really hard right so let's make it really hard um, the yeah. new one seems to be doing some more original stuff like they they talk about this mechanic where you can move between the spirit world and the world of the living and there's stuff that you can only do in either place, and uh, it looks kind of neat. And I'm going to keep an open mind and give it a shot. I, I thought I'd, I saw some previews or maybe even heard from a person who's played it, and they said it was awesome. Mm. Well, great. Um, I'm looking forward to it because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm I don't know what it is right now. I hope I change. I always want to keep changing <laughs> as a human being, but Souls games make every other game look like shit. <laughs> they're, 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 Souls games are the best. I just I love that there's going to be lies of PLC. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> lies of PLC. PLC. Nice. PLC. 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 <laughs> uh, Forza Motorsport. Did anyone get a chance to play that? I I did, and let's pretend we have the entire 1980s HBO intro theme. That good, huh? Wow. Yeah, that's Forza. Well, it's not. He, here's the thing: like, I haven't spent a, as much time with Motorsport as I've spent with Horizon. I think Matt's kind of mm-hmm. with me on that. Mm-hmm. No, no, I've, I've spent a ton of time with Motorsport too. I, it, it, it's where Motorsport. I started with Forza before I, I switched over. I, I love them both for different reasons. I, I, I did up until like Forza f- Four or like I can Seven hang is with the, the last sim. one. I, I can hang with the sim games, but every time I go back to Motorsport. It is jarring how the cars handle compared to Horizon. Yes. You're just like, oh Jesus, these things are. They feel like pieces. Where's of metal the nitrous? That Where's the handbrake? Like, and I even, like, I even yeah. um, up the di- like the difficulty. Like, no, nah, simulate real fuel and tire effects. Oh and, God, why would I do that to yourself? Because every racing game I played the last couple of years tells me like you're getting through this so fast, baby. Mm-hmm. You're too oh, yeah. good. They always compliment you. Yeah, you're yeah. Too There's a lot, good, of, a lot of digital baby. dick riding in racing games nowadays. <laughs> there has been, what. yes. Uh, but but it, the last racing game I played was a um, moat, the Crew Motorfest. Did I say that right? I yes. really practiced yes. before the show. Yes, it is. It, it shows such a stark difference, and I definitely prefer the Motorfest Horizon format. But the weirdest thing is, this is the prettiest game I've ever seen on my Xbox Series X. Yes. Period. Yes. yes. Boy, yeah. It's just, it's a tech I, showcase, I, man. Driving I've games never, are perfect for that seen anything like that like is this video footage or game footage i i could not tell like i i was i was tricked for a second like in in the in, in like a not in the gameplay but in a cutscene. but it was an engine do you ever feel foolish like because i've been saying that since the original gran turismo <laughs> and every yeah. time mm-hmm. it looks better and no so i, I felt like... foolish after the end of that thought because like obviously this is in game okay blah 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 but it, but it doesn't matter because like Forza is a giant open world game with hidden loading spots. This is a very contained game based on by track to track. We're going to put you on some real tracks. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to load the same amount of assets. Uh, there, it has every reason to be the prettiest game you've ever seen. 
I find it almost depressing to say that. This one's geared a lot more toward tuning, though, right? Just It, it is basically it. their Gran Turismo, where <laughs> it's like, hey, it. buy I these upgrades, it. tune your car. And, uh, and, yeah, you buy upgrades in all these other games, but the tuning aspect, I fucking hate. Not for me, don't like. Uh, because, because, like, man, if you hate weapon degradation, Forza Motorsport. <laughs> Because that's all it is. <laughs> One thing I will give Forza credit for over Gran Turismo, though, is Forza has always done a better job of, like, curating, like, yeah, this is the most popular uh, tune for this car. Like, the community has dictated this is the one and there's, you want. And there's a, there's a quick update option if you don't want to futz around with all that shit. Quick update will generally decide for you this will be the best possible thing where you don't have right. to mid-max I, I want to be an A-class racer. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Here's the parts you need. Yeah. yeah, but but even the presentation, like the amount of time I wasn't in a car, and I don't know that it's I I left one of those menu narration on. Like this is a lot of narration when I know exactly what to do. How do I skip? Oh, this? please tell oh, me I it's can't. trying to do the Top Gear thing again. <laughs> I can. I just, love that. I did the Top Gear car porn segments of Forza <laughs> games. This is a way. 1985 DeLorean with AM/FM mm. radio made out of pure aluminium. Graham <laughs> crash one of these into a barn one day when racing through the countryside. So uh, I I. We'll never touch this again because it no. is too slow. That for probably a racing means I'm going to get slow. obsessed with it and it's going to piss me off. What was the last Ford Motorsport you played? The last one. Eight or uh, uh, six? Wasn't the last one six? No, seven? seven. Seven debuted on the the one. I think the one that I the last one I played was the one they were delisting. Mm. I wanted to play it before they delisted it, so mm. that's the last one I played, which I think was six. But uh, I, I've played all of them. I like them all. They're but it fun. wasn't it wasn't bad. It's just like that's not what I want from a racing game. Personally, it but, is wild that there are more Forza Motorsports now than Gran Turismo games. When this let's face it, this was Microsoft's version of Gran Turismo. They're like, this is our racing sim game, and that's you know? immediately what hit me. This is why I stopped playing Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if you want to have a lot of fun spinning out on tracks because you fucking oversteered for a fraction of a second too long, this is the game. By the you. way, Forza Forza had the amount of games as Gran Turismo on the Xbox 360 era. Mm, yeah, you're right. Gran Turismo is very slow. Gran Turismo had some weird spinoffs of like the sport games. Still don't know what the difference between those and the forty dollar demo here and there. Yeah, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. There was like Forza, the, the Gran Turismo motorcycle game that I think I had to review at Games Radar, and I don't remember what, what it was even what was called. That called. Oh man, I don't remember that. But, but it, it's that frustrating thing where I find out. Oh, I have a bunch of friends who still like racing games and not much else. They have an Xbox. They want to play Forza. I'm like, is it any good? And like, get Game Pass. What's Game Pass? Like, oh my god, <laughs> get Game Pass. It yeah. won't cost you anything. Get on the bus. You can rent this game for fifteen dollars a month. Is basically mm-hmm. the way to put it so, to them. So the name of that motorcycle Grand Turismo spinoff, you will never guess. You would never know from hearing this that that's what it is. It's called Please Tourist don't. Trophy. What? Was it a contest? Who can sell the least games (laughs) based on the title? Tourist trophy. Yeah, I can't wait to get that. That That sounds sounds like a subtitle for like National Lampoon's European Vacation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bullshit, I say. (laughs) Back to the drawing board, lads. It was so bland. (laughs) So Forza Motorsport, not a game for Chris. I'm going to dip in a little bit. Not not bad at all. I, I am... For like it, continually mystified by the driving line because Forza inter- introduced that 
or at least popularized it and made it the best. And now it's like this driving line doesn't matter at all. It, it nothing corresponds to the color, and it. it, it I don't know. Really? I, it, not really. Like uh, ignoring it helped me win races by like laps and miles. Huh? And that but is, I'm also really, really good. Tremendous racist. That's what they say about me on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> The way this guy races, racist. tremendous. Yeah. Chris is the biggest racist on the show. Stop it! it. Edit that out, Matt. <laughs> it's amazing this guy's racism. <laughs> Bullshit. The amazing. You know, you've heard of the Amazing Race. The Amazing Racist. Right? That's a lie. Stop this right now. <laughs> End the show. More about haunted uh, mansion. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Roblox. If uh, we did, I, I like. I, I I like seeing the the the. What is it? The Matt would be able to correct me on this, but the most played game, the highest selling game of all time, even though it's never really for sale, the most you mean like maybe highest grossing game, or I'm sure I'm sure they're up there in terms of they're one of, they're one of those. They're either the most concurrently most played games in the world or the highest downloaded game in the world. Yeah, and if you want to play one of the most downloaded branded experiences, download the Sonic Speed Simulator in Roblox, which How you can now do. Let him do that. On PlayStation 4 and 5, because mm-hmm. it's... For, I thought, I just assumed incorrectly that Roblox was on PS4 and 5. It has not been... It's been on Xbox nope. yeah, quite a while. Yeah, because it's, it's on, on Xbox, and it's always yeah. showing up. Like, I remember for a while they were trying to position as like... It's like a GTA game. Look, our character's running from cops. And it's like, I'm sure that there is a game in Roblox that's essentially yes, like there GTA. Is. Have yes, you ever sat is. down with a kid and have him show you through Roblox? Yes, of Mine course. I have kids. Okay, this sorry. is what they do. They show yes, they yes, let's I've played Adopt Me, the most popular Roblox game. Of it's course. Adorable and frightening and weird and different, but I embrace the the like uh hey, have you seen that movie Chucky? I'm like, yeah. Well, I found out about it through Roblox. What? Somebody has concocted a multi series story like relating to the child's play movies in Roblox genre of Roblox which are so you know when 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 we're kids a lot of us have fascination with like horror movies but we probably Mm. their parents wouldn't let us actually see them so Roblox has these like quasi kids safe like Five Nights at Freddy's clones and it's like they have like their version of horror games and yeah one of my kids is like super into them and it was funny because I was at this Roblox convention not too long ago and just asked my kid I'm like do do you know this? the developer of this game? And they're like, what? You got to meet the creator of what game? And they were freaking out. And I'm like, yeah. And that that's kind of the beauty of Roblox is it is a game where like anyone with some very rudimentary game design skills can create. Like, it's just a tool. It's a, a, tool a game or, or just stories. Like they, they would mm-hmm. be, there would be interact. It wasn't even a game. It'd be like an interactive, creepy environment that my friend's kid would spend. But they're, but they're very rudimentary. But it also shows you that like you, your game doesn't need to be quad A graphics wise. You, totally. you can still make fun games and have them look very rudimentary. Like it's fine. You know? that, that's so, I'm giving. Minecraft. I'm tipping example. my hat to Roblox because like this yeah. this kid is asking questions about culture and the world. Yeah. Through something he experienced for free from a, a creator created. I'm uh, sorry, user created piece of uh, Roblox. Speaking it's, of it's culture in the world and world mm-hmm. history, all you RTS fans, Total War Pharaoh is being published by Sega, which, uh, full disclosure, I work for. Um, and if you are into RTS games and Total War games, it's getting pretty good reviews, and uh, you might want to go check it out. 
So hmm. yeah, total, total war, war, like a Ronan Farrow. Got it. That's right. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Bring down all the celebrities. Yes. Uh, I am not Frank Sinatra's kid. I'm, Woody Allen is my biological father. Look at my facial features. I am Pharaoh. <laughs> Ronan Pharaoh. Michael, tell us about RoboCop Rogue City. So I had a blast with this, actually. So the demo came out on Steam only. And Amazing. it is surprisingly meaty for a free demo. So I played through what I thought would be the demo content, which is, uh, oh, some uh, nuke-selling uh, gang members that look like they came just, out of the early 80s. have shooting gallery of dicks. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> well if, you, if you've seen RoboCop 2, you know about Nuke, which is like I the super Nuke. addictive street drug. Yeah, that but, kid deals it all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so some gang members have taken over this uh, news state TV station tower, and so you need to storm it. And it is literally like it could it could be on rails because it's like but it's appropriate to robocop because you move very slowly Close. you're just stomping around you feel big and heavy uh you whip out your your pistol and just like are exploding heads with it right and left you can grab uh thugs by the neck and throw them around you can punch them all these things produce huge explosions of blood your enemies will just jump out and stand there without taking cover or anything just shooting at you and you you blast them you you know uh your health runs down and you're just like, okay, I've got like one of these RoboCop exclusive health packs that'll just repair me slowly. And, um, Oh, is it baby food? No, no, it's just, it's just a glowing green canister that you find Aww. everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it should be baby food. Does he say things like drop it? Drop yep. her. It is actually Peter Weller yeah. lending his face and his voice to the game. Uh, phoning it in on a lot of the lines. I'll be honest. Well, it's kind of the role for that. He can play that part for pretty much ever because it's just his jawline. That's all yeah. we ever really see. Yeah. Him <laughs> pretty much. Right? Although you do see him like in, in the chair and with the, the thing off. Oh, yeah. But uh, so he, he starts having some hallucinations about his wife at the end of this. And so, like, you know, I, I thought it would end there and like, OK, that that sets up the game. But no, it lets you keep playing. And I did not expect there to be this much investigation in a, ro a RoboCop game because you go back to the station and now you're stomping around the station like, oh, OCP has hired a psychiatrist to talk to RoboCop about his what? mental issues, which is like, oh, my God, is that overdue? <laughs> and but then, like, you know, you you get to level up after your evaluation. And I just want to tell everyone, put points into deduction because Ooh. you're going to need what? them. So after, after the initial thing at the uh, the police station, which you get to stomp around openly, like, people will ask you for help. Like, oh, I, I can't stand the smell of puke. Could you put this drunk into the drunk tank? And so it's almost tender because, like, RoboCop just carries him down there. And then uh, the, the guard is like, oh, look who's home again. And you throw him in his cell. And it's like, oh, home citizen. at last. And RoboCop is like, sleep tight. And then goes off and, like, you have to ha help out the desk sergeant by opening a second line at the desk and, and, you know, hearing complaints from people and deciding how to remedy them. And then there's uh, there's choices, moral choices, because RoboCop can choose to uphold the law or uh, serve the community, I think it's called. 
So, it, it, for example, you see a graffiti artist, mm. and he runs away, and so you chase him down, and he says, like, oh, I'm just a kid. It's my first offense. Come on. I'm a black kid who sounds extremely white for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, he, like, yeah, come on. It's, it's my first offense. So you can either find him, or you can let him off with a warning. And if you find him, it says, you have made an enemy of the graffiti artist. And he's like, I'm going to tell everyone how much you suck. And then uh, if, I'm assuming that if you don't find him, then uh, he'll think you're okay and will tell people to help you out, which might help in your investigation. probably respond with like, yes, we all know how many people Banksy has taken down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sensing this title is just full of Verhoeven's biting political satire. Yeah, just, that, just I don't think it's to the guilt. quite that sharp, but it is, it, it's like a little bit more human than I expected from a RoboCop game. And I uh, love RoboCop. That could have been a box quote, Michael. You should still be in yeah. game journalism. They could have pulled that quote for you. A bit more human than I expected in a RoboCop. The fact that, like, yeah, it, it feels like that a Vampire of the Masquerade Bloodlines, actually, where you're walking around in a semi-open map. There's, like, different points of interest and people to interact with. Like, uh, I was, go, go find this gang leader. Oh, but wait, but first, uh, the mayor's niece's car has been sold, and this is now your first priority, said, then the, like investigate the stolen car and find out like oh the kid who stole it is a mechanic who's kind of in and out of trouble and he stole it because uh, these gang members wanted this other car that his boss was servicing so he wanted to protect his boss and uh, at the end of it you get this don't don't send me to juvie let me return the car to its owner so i can uh, 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 make amends like and a real cop would allow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My RoboCop was just like the keys are in the ignition. Go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine? Off you go, citizen. Uh -huh. I mean, it's important for uh, kids within the game to know their rights with a RoboCop. Mm -hmm. If confronted, uh, hey man, don't arrest me for drugs. How many pictures of this has bicycles in them? Boom. No mm -hmm. robot can ever pass that. <laughs> I hear there's a mission with a veterinarian where you have to walk into a room full of dogs and just find the males, and the guy goes, Bitches leave. Bitches leave. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a part so where, dumb. like, you confront the I, I appreciate any Clarence Bodiger joke you want to bring into this. <laughs> but there, there is I a bit where you confront this guy who's, you know... He's, he's running a front and uh, selling drugs to kids. It's just like, man, can't a guy just sell drugs to kids in peace? Yes. Why, right. why you got to harass me, man? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of love it. I kind of love I it. I cannot um, read this sign with a line through the words. The, it's too wavy, too wavy. Too yeah, <laughs> the action is thudding and dumb and explosive, and I love it. Uh, I, I kind of like the police work aspect. I'm eager to play more of this. But yeah, uh, it's it's free for now. If you have Steam and a computer that can run it, I encourage you to check it out, especially if you're any kind of RoboCop fan. I do not. Dare I, I can't say, wait. could this be the return of the B game? Like, we need a Maybe. good cheesy B Hope game so. to play through. Yeah, this is published yeah. by Nacon, who also mm -hmm. did, like, the, I think, the G.I. Joe game and the Rambo game. And they had the Gollum game on there, but they weren't right. the They were the publisher of the Gollum yeah. game. Not the developer okay. that went under that's gone now mm -hmm. that, that wrote an ai apology yeah <laughs> it wasn't ai allegedly <laughs> that's yes. the rumor because oh, there dear. were some very uh, let's just say fishy misspellings in the mm -hmm. apology and uh it came to my attention uh, too late for the the show unfortunately but uh slaps and beans too 
is out, so I've downloaded that, and we'll we'll give it a try before next week's show. Can't uh, believe you missed this. I just bonked you yeah. on the head a la Terrence Hill. Exactly, yeah. Done. So, uh, Slaps and Beans is a video game tribute to the late, great comedy duo of uh, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer, who, if you've never heard of them, I encourage you to run out and check out the movie My Name is Trinity. Uh, it is a Western, and it is... Basically, like, what if Laurel and Hardy beat people up all the time? And it was just <laughs> ridiculous slapstick martial arts fights. And uh, we're just, just scared of everything. Yeah, and, nah. and what if they, you know, took off from these westerns and just started making all kinds of different movies where they essentially play the same characters getting into fights over and over again, hitting people over the head? Uh, the, the game... Uh, adapts a bunch of their movies and their their various moves and lets you play as Terrence Hill or as Bud Spencer and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. There's mini games based on scenes from the movies where you have to like have a hot dog eating contest between them and <laughs> sounds hot. So when you see those commercials, like the most interesting man in the world. The actor who portrayed Bud Spencer might actually be him. Well, so Carlo Pettersoli. Bud Spencer is the actor. That is no, no, no. His his his, his stage, stage name, name is Bud Spencer. Yeah. His his real name is Carlo Pettersoli. He was an Italian. He was like a professional swimmer and water polo player. He then had his acting career. He eventually obtained a law degree, registered patents. He's like the fucking. He's like Leonardo. Became a commercial airline and helicopter pilot. He and then the founded children's charities. Include it's like he is this all-around Renaissance man, and it's like this is the dude who is known to be this big dopey spaghetti western slapstick comedy guy. I fucking love it. Mm. And you guys told me I've I've told you about this a thousand times. I I feel like I'm hearing about it for the first time and googling the shit about it out of it while we talk. I've never heard of this. I know what I'm doing after the show. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, and I think Bud Spencer named, chose his stage name based on uh, Spencer Tracy and his favorite beer. So, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Tribute to our Bud Dwyer, the ultimate slapstick person. Oh, God. What? So, is that too macabre? <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, spooky. spooky. Suicide by gun on, on television. Suicide. <laughs> Christ almighty. Speaking of which... The PS5 has lost some Woo. weight, and junk in the trunk is now optional, boys. Uh, the PS5 Slim was revealed uh, in two svelte versions. There is one that uh, comes with the disk drive attached, and one that is diskless. A diskless wonder, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, both of them sport one terabyte internal SSD storage, which I thought we had in our PS size, but you then do. I... Not really. Oh, it, so the it's like 825. 800-something. No, no, it, it's 825 gigs, but only 667 of it is usable. So it's like, yeah. wait, that's like almost only half of a terabyte. So this this has a bigger internal hard drive. And the way that this console is designed and built, it's like four separate panels on the sides. One of, one of Like two sets of which are glossy, two are matte. You can remove one. Like if you just buy the digital version, which... Here's how they get you. It's it's $50 more expensive than the current PS5 digital only. 
But if you change your mind and say, oh, I want the disk drive, you can get it. It's like 80 bucks though. So you end up paying more than if you were just to buy the disk drive version for 500, which stayed the same. I think it's it, almost we like always, we always recommend the version. buy the disk version because, yeah. you know, garage sales and, and but it's, borrowing it's games. You and, can basically just add the disk drive later. They also confirmed because people were like, well, wait, can you, can you add more storage? They confirmed, yep, all that stuff still works from the current PS5. Some of the other changes, which are a little... A little interesting. One of my least favorite parts of PS5 design is this something, Michael, I don't even think you were aware of because I was talking to you about it. You're like, what? I, I, Right now I have my PS5 vertically, but before I had it horizontally. And the stand, the way they designed the originals stand, mm-hmm. like you had to like rotate it to position your PS5 horizontally, but it was not balanced very well. Like any little tap of that console and it's like coming off the stand and you don't, you don't want your PS5 clattering to the floor. It is the tallest console ever made. So this one... Now, Period. just comes standard with a horizontal stand, so you lay it on its side. It looks like there's no vertical op. There, or, uh, no, there is a vertical stand that they are selling separately for $30. You have to buy it. It's an optional <sighs> vertical stand. I moved into a place with a built-in entertainment center, and I cannot house a PS5 upright. So if you want the new PS5 with vertical stand, it'll cost you... $530 or $480 for the digital only version. But yeah. uh, it, you know, this is one of those things you're not getting any more power, folks. You're getting a little more internal storage. It's like, hey, PlayStation figured out how to make the PS5 a little bit cheaper, a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter. But a little want bit easier to fit factor, in your suitcase. If that's that's the, sil- the, the silver lining here because uh, I'm not sure you're aware in Joe Biden's America how expensive things are getting and like throughout the world. They've been mm-hmm. raising the prices on consoles, and they didn't here because I don't think I don't think we're very angry. We're a very angry country. I don't think people would stand for it. So rather than raise prices, it looks like they built a more economic model, and uh, hopefully it'll get cheaper from here. Mm. Be, be- I wonder if it means that they've you know improved the heat management in the system because I don't know if you, anyone who's taken a PS5 apart. Knows yeah. that thing is roughly eighty percent heat sink. Like yeah. it's basically just a big network of aluminum. It, it looks like a router because the entire front and back of your machine are venting heat. Mm. Yeah. Well, this mm. one is shorter than the original and a little slimmer, hence the name. But I think that's exciting. Instead of instead of making a price hike, which the rest of the world has had to deal with, we just get these new models. I think they look uglier, and I think the disc version looks ugly as shit. Oh, yeah. Um, well, in but, theory, in theory, you get a price hike with the digital only version. It's fifty bucks more sure, expensive. But you shouldn't be buying that version. Well, Don't I, buy that. I, I thought the disc version is, I, it was more expensive. It sounds the opposite of what they should be doing. You would think that they would be pointing people toward digital only version because guess what? Sony makes their cut on the digital stores, yeah. where it's like, but they're almost steering you toward. Well, actually, the better deal is the five hundred dollar one. You should get that. You know. Mm-hmm. The so most know. The, it would have the most customer satisfaction, and even if it doesn't equate to the most money it almost makes me wonder if they were like you know we should have gone 450 and 500 to start with versus 400 and 500 like they could have i mean these were these were all selling out they could have you don't don't have to be a pc gamer to know an optical drive isn't a hundred dollars and 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 really that optical drive is Mm. just there to install the game that one time yeah it does so little it's an install drive. Like it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah, sometimes it sometimes it plays a uh, great pumpkin Blu-rays. <laughs> sure. But most of the yes, time, yeah. Like just no. The disc is your key to be able to play the game that is fully installed on your SSD. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I, I'm excited about it. I'm not going to do this upgrade because it's not really a power upgrade, but like it's not an it's not an upgrade for us. If you don't have a PS5, this seems like a great way to get a little bit one that's easier to fit in your entertainment center. Yeah, but, but again, that. like in a world where the prices are going up on everything, at least this can be discounted a year from now. Um, because will we be what four years into the console? Like. It should be cheaper. It shouldn't be the same price. Not everything is the fucking Switch. It's it's sort of a nice way of hiding inflation. You're right that it's like, well, the price didn't increase. And then, you know, people have to remember, like, yeah, normally the price would have been cheaper by now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? But anyway, the price they don't need to make it cheaper, cheaper people. Now. These fly off the shelves as soon as they're right. there. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Bobby Kotick teased a, ooh, a franchise Bobby. near dear to my heart that I worked on. He teased a Guitar Hero revival and more ahead of the uh, Microsoft merger with help from renowned gaming personality. The first person you think of when you think video games, James Corden. Mm-hmm. James Corden. Yeah, I remember Corden. him saying, he, I got to quit this late show because I can't be flying back and forth unless there's a corporate presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will leave my family in England. Um Look, I used to work at Activision, and this is very Bobby. Like, yeah, you know, you know who it's going to talk to my employees about this big change coming that may or may not result in some layoffs. James Corden, he'll make him feel better about everything. That'll really make him. Why would you do this? He'll really put some lipstick on this turd. It's it's why so many people hate James Corden because, like, he was thrust in America's face. Like, hey, this guy, he's famous now. Here you Mm -hmm. go. And then you're going to like like him. You're going to watch him on TV. He sings a lot of karaoke. He's, For he's, all these advertisements that he's in now, all of a sudden, like it was just automatically irritating. I don't, I don't hate the guy, but by default, I kind of do, and now I hate him more. So here's some of my favorite quotes from the presentation. So Bobby said the the reemergence of Guitar Hero. So he's basically saying Guitar Hero is coming back, even though nothing's been announced, and other things would not be possible without the different types of resources that are basically resources afforded by Microsoft and all of their Basically, bottomless pockets of cash. Um, He then went on, this is my favorite quote, though. He went on to comment on Microsoft's upcoming acquisition, which, as you're listening to this, may be complete. It's it's looking like it's going to be complete Friday of this week, uh, stating, this is the best part, stating that his company, Activision's magic and culture, appeals so much to Microsoft. Guys, when was the last time you heard a positive cultural story about Activision (laughs) Blizzard? Well, um... my dad, his first job, like uh, first he was a coal miner, and then um, he graduated to, to shuttering game companies. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it reminds me of the old times. <laughs> well, because when I when I think of when I think of great companies where the word magic comes to mind, it's like Disney, Activision, Blizzard, right there, <laughs> right next to each other. Activision magic. That's <laughs> like, hey, have we not made it clear to you? Without Call of Duty, you don't exist. You are Cabela Buckhunter's company without without Call of Duty. Well, you have you ruined every franchise you've ever had. Everyone. You were the Spider-Man company, you were the Tony Hawk company, you were the Guitar Hero company until you ruined all of it. Uh, but basically, he's he's basically saying like one of the other things this Activision uh, Microsoft merger might provide is Microsoft has a lot of cool tech. Where he's saying, like, that's the way we have to advance these Activision franchises, like the Call of Duties, is like, Microsoft affords us some amazing tech. You could probably read between the lines and assume he might be talking about cloud stuff there. Um, that's the only big... I, you know. Like, but, I mean, 
you guys probably know this. Like, working that much in tandem with first party, you will get the most out of your consoles. Oh, yeah. And, and Forza was the first thing I ever, like, saw, like, a performance. You want performance mode or graphics mode or ray tracing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me some ray tracing. And, like, I don't really know what that is yet because uh, I haven't seen it. Anyway. Uh, Real-time reflections. Anyway, what I would like and this is an easy thing for them to do, Forza Blur. Forza Blur. Yes, please. Take oh, take, take Forza and then make a Mario Kart game out of all those licenses you're already paying for. But Don't that, do the work. Bizarre price. doesn't exist anymore. That's what sucks. They're just uh, gone. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying, like, instead of, like, uh, what would you be more excited for? Another Horizon game? This one's set on... The moon, horizon <laughs> with with laser missiles. Sign yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. riding around in a Honda Civic, blowing people up, like <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah, but maybe yeah, maybe the next Forza spinoff can be they can copy um, Twisted Metal. Who knows? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about. Oh, one of the things as part of a kind of related announcement, um, Activision started talking about the possibility of certain franchises coming to Game Pass. And they confirmed, so no Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 on Game Pass this year, but they hinted that next year could open the door um, for things like Diablo. Now, because of this trial and all this stuff, they basically had to promise Call of Duty can't be on Game Pass until 2025, so that's off the table. Mm -hmm. But they are definitely leaving open, like, yeah, Diablo 4 could be there, um, which would be huge for micro Microvision. Let's call it Microvision. That company mm. name's never existed before, and that's, that's what they should be. I mean, it's infuriating because I want to play Diablo 4, but it's like, I have not always had the best Diablo experience. I want to buy this on sale. That game is never on sale for more than like $3 cheaper. I haven't heard great things about the seasonal content that's been coming to Diablo mm. 4, like the, the games as a service portion, if you will, so... I don't know. I think it would be good then to put that on Game Pass where it's kind of like, hey, I get the game for quote-unquote free. Maybe I'd be more prone to buy those season passes. That is weird when you think about it because like Nintendo, Nintendo's Game Pass is like you can play Super Mario Brothers 2 and then get all DLC for free. DL, DLC is always unappealing to us because we don't want to be nickel and dime. But if it's part of a subscription service... Uh, to it's me, that feels like for free. It's DLC you're leasing over several years, so you probably pay more. Sure, for but it like, longer. like, there's a chance I would have bought the new Forza, but I'm never gonna buy the all the DLC. But if mm. you tell me there's a a, a system wide thing to get all DLC for first party games, yeah, yeah. Mm. Here's one. You know, it's funny. We just did a top five about Dis- a Disney topic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we don't talk about it much on this show, but you know. This year, Bob Iger came back to be Disney's CEO and saved them from some pretty dismal, dismal results. And so far, that hasn't been the magic pill that they thought it would be. And, and Disney's still kind of hurting in financially with their movie business and stuff. And a lot of people, shareholders, I guess in a Forbes mm. piece, it, it's uh, they reveal that a lot of people are saying, Hey, Disney... You need to stop licensing all of your IP yeah. and become and start making your own video games and become a gaming entertainment giant. The, the thing eating into your business is something you're not focused on. They've tried it. They've before, tried this several times before, and they hit the reset button every goddamn time. 
And every time they come to the realization like, oh, video games are really risky business. Hmm. It's much safer just to license someone something for a percentage and let them take all the risk. But like where they are now, their $300 million Indiana Jones movie bombed. Mm-hmm. You're in the same market with the same prices. <laughs> it just takes longer. Uh, it takes longer. And you can make more money long tail on these games than you can on these movies. That's the real interesting part. So here's where, here's where I think it might actually happen, but it's not going to be the way the way they've tried it countless times before. And I've we've I've had friends affected by the layoffs, and it fucking sucked. Like Disney Infinite was this whole thing, and then mm-hmm. they're like, "Yeah, we're shutting this down." There's two things you can do in business: you can build it or you can buy it. And one of the things people are speculating is the reason EA announced that recent restructure, where it's like we have EA Sports and EA Entertainment is it makes the EA Entertainment business more attractive for an acquisition by a company like Mm. Disney, especially if you consider the stuff EA Entertainment makes, such as Star Wars games by Respawn, Mm. which is maybe a business EA doesn't want to be in because it's a lot riskier than their sports games business, right? So, like, Mm. yeah, you could buy a lot of studios that are already working on... We already know there's going to be another fucking... Jedi Fallen Order or whatever those the, whatever the actual brand franchise Even name though I, of those I, games I think is. all the people who worked on it have been quitting um, have they? I, I thought that was that's a kind of an older news story but yeah like uh, we covered it on a bonus time uh, this is the worst there, there is no longer DVD and cable sales that Disney can rely on to make money off of its movies. Like they need to make stuff. they need to make their money theatrically, and every single one of their movies bombed this year. Guardians of the Galaxy three was fucking excellent. It performed worse than every other Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, well, and all the studios realize the streaming biz. Is it's very expensive to get into that streaming yeah. business and, and make yeah that money. Netflix was lying the entire time. You cannot make a business work like this and and pay people. Uh, it just won't work. And 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 they've been ignoring games. Netflix has meanwhile embracing games uh, as part of its service. So like uh, I, I I've never been more frustrated with Disney because I want to play games with Donald and Mickey as much as I want to play games with Luke Skywalker and. Iron Man, and it hasn't fucking happened. I've just always, like, Disney makes, you know, a ton of money with, you know, movies, theme parks, and things, but actually, one of their biggest businesses that they don't really talk about, and you don't really think about it that much, their license business, they are by far the number one licensor in the world. Like, they sell so many different types of products. There's Donald Duck fucking orange juice out there, folks, right? Like, so, like, to me, it just always made sense. I'll do a whole podcast about Donald Duck orange juice, but but what I what I but see you know is what I, like my, my point is like Disney licenses everything uh, across every. Category. I know because I live near a Walmart and a Walmart has a clearance aisle filled with his Disney shit, filled with it all the fucking time. Like so, but, you, I, but guess who doesn't lose money on that clearance? Disney, shit? Disney, <laughs> their licensees lose all that but, money. But eventually, like my favorite thing to look at, by the way, is Avatar. Avatar got licensed into oblivion and it hangs on pegs uh, the same way my butthole would if I had a willing girlfriend. Except the upcoming game of the year published by Ubisoft. Hello. Yeah, I know, but like it's a billion dollar franchise that doesn't move on a licensing level. And really and- doesn't. No one wants a weird blue guy on their t-shirt. And, and, and some of the clearance stuff of like even the Avengers stuff, the uh, 
Mandalorian stuff. It, it it should be concerning to you. And like, why can't you funnel that money? You you why can't you funnel that money into an interactive division where you find the Kevin Feige of games? That's that's I think what they don't care about. Or aren't it's just at never yet. been a riskier time to get to get into the games business. We talked about this on a recent show, like that whole Phil Spencer email. Mm-hmm. And it, this is if Disney was risk averse before with games, they certainly should not consider but that, getting. But into that it is now. what is eating their audience. The reason people aren't going to their movies is because younger people, even me, like I would rather play Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order than go see the solo movie one is a much better experience and and costs a lot more uh to play and make but like uh that that's what you're competing with you're competing with that all the time you're competing with roblox experiences all the time to not offer anything other than licensed stuff that you don't care about and don't oversee very well well that's actually what's a little wild is if you think of the financials for the average disney big budget picture if mm-hmm. you're talking production and marketing, movies are still way higher than even the most expensive games. Right. So if you think it's like the most expensive games, half a billion dollars. Well, the most expensive games nowadays are like 150 million, maybe 200 million. Their marketing campaigns are certainly not. Movie marketing campaigns are like 100 million dollars. Right? That Indiana and Jones so, game they ballparked at 300 million dollars, and that movie was like, it was not bad, but it also shouldn't exist. <laughs> Indie should exist in yeah. games forever with Harrison mm-hmm. Ford's likeness. Focus on I, that. I, don't know. I just I, I feel like to me this is people who don't understand the games business and the risks contained within just pressuring Disney yeah, to do they, a thing they that just they really don't need to science. do. They're, yeah. they're investors. That's what they do. I, but I still think even if you see dollar signs, the reason people aren't going to movies is because movies used to offer you an experience. I could never, ever, ever experience that in my home. You can That's now, totally yeah, fucking yeah. changed. And 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 and. The greatest game we played this year, we are a video game podcast. What movie is comparable to that, in your opinion? Have we seen a movie that is even close to to our our our, our favorite game of the year? I just don't see it. Like they're they're they are the future, and Disney's not investing in that in any meaningful way, and it bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, they're letting other people invest, and they're collecting money, and then when if someone else's three hundred million dollar bet doesn't pay off. So Disney doesn't get 10% of that bet, but, you know, it's I mean, riskier than them losing $300 million, To answer right? your question, Chris, Barbie and Baldur's Gate 3 both do compellingly explore the topic of patriarchy insofar as it is mostly related to horses. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to talk shit about Bar- Baldur's Gate and Barbie, but hmm. um, Barbie these, are, these are the where's my water people. I have never seen more merchandise for a mobile game after one year. Where didn't are they you? Sell, they, didn't they get rid of that? They did. Business? They yeah. fucking canceled everything. They shut. Yeah. You can't even download the game anymore. Yeah. Uh, I was what happened to poor too. Swampy? Poor Swampy. Poor Swampy. Yeah. Maybe he'll get his own Lego set, just like Animal Crossing is oh, getting a Lego good set segue. next March. Next March. I I am very excited about this. Now, look, folks, please go out and buy your Lego Sonic sets. Again, I work for Sega. Love the Lego Sonic sets, but Animal Crossing, near and dear to my heart, they got a bunch of really cool sets coming in March um, at a variety of price points. So featuring your favorite characters, you got Tom Nook in there, Captain, Rosie, Isabel, Bunny and Julian. Didn't really know those were fan favorites, but sure, okay, you know, whatever. Um, So there's like 
Julian's birthday party is 15 bucks. Bunny's outdoor activities is 20 bucks. Captain the Island Boat Tour is 30. If you want to get Isabel, you got to pay 40 bucks for that one. And then Nook's the, the best set, of course, the most expensive Nook's Cranny and Rosie's House will cost you 75 bucks. That is a lot of Lego. That is still cheap for Lego. For Lego. That's a 535 mm. piece set. Folks. Oh wow. But uh, it, it kind of makes sense to me. Perfect sense. You look at Animal Crossing, what's it about? Designing, building your own town, you know, kind of at more yeah. different scale than Lego stuff. But it's like, yeah, I could totally see that. Like, I'm sure, building my not? Animal Crossing house with I'm Lego. S- I'm still more baffled by the idea that Nintendo has this ongoing experience that they ignore completely development-wise. And it's worth this to license, but you can't make any new content? What's going on? That that island expansion was pretty dope to Animal Crossing. I don't think you pay, played it, but it's, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, always, uh, I always quit Animal Crossing in disgust at like hour 60, so I'm not the guy to talk to. <laughs> so then you're like, why didn't they make more content that I didn't play? Uh, yeah, but but I also like realized, like, why did I spend this much time moving and making a bed? Gross. <laughs> like, I why like indeed. I, I like fun. games. Yeah, uh, sometimes. Fun. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Like, yeah. oh, you say I like games, but then you still spent dozens of hours in Animal Crossing. What? Who, whose father was Michael? Was it your dad that texted you? Like, do you play cozy games? No, that, that was, was my dad. dad. <laughs> and it, it was. I love that he just said it. Like, do play quotation cozy mm-hmm. games yeah. is a great. It was a great dad text. <laughs> You should what have been like, happened? no, talk to my friend Matt. Did he Newsweek sucks. or Atlantic write an article about this? <laughs> Did Terry yeah. Gross talk about it? Probably. What happened? Yes, Why is right. my dad asking me about Cozy Games? definitely on NPR. Yeah, yeah. We, we all get those. Uh, last bit, last news story. It's a bit of a follow-up to uh, news from uh, back in September. So Unity, uh, actually kind of, you know, yes. if, if you didn't like the, the new policy, this has a happy ending for you. So uh, CEO John Riccatello... Stepping down mm-hmm. from Unity after the uh, backlash. But yeah, not just Unity, like every position. Any kind of chairman or residual fucking yeah. power position. It's not one of the, yeah, it's not one of those deals where it's like, I'm going to stay on the board. And it's like, oh, yeah. so you're going to secretly control this company, like Vince McMahon style? Like, no, he is he is done. He, yeah. he, is, he is bounced from the company. Someone had to take a fall for that, that fiasco. And wow, I'm kind of surprised it was him. I, I am shocked that He was well, a very public face of it. I, I predicted, like... They needed to do a walk back this weekend, and they didn't. They nope. kept explaining, like, no, this is how it's going to work. And, like, this will never work. What are you talking yeah. about? Everybody will use something else. There was a lot of, like, look, I, we feel like this has been misunderstood and misrepresented. What you really need to know is, and then it's just like, no, the, the explanation you just gave is exactly what we were saying before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's what we knew. Yeah. You know? that we, we understood it correctly. He's been at Unity 10 years almost. He, he joined in 2014. I had no idea he was there that long. Wow. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know he had a track record for, like, coming in, like, yeah, this is how we democratize our fucking f- f- flanging of all these people. Like, uh, like, like, how do you get ring the most out of everyone for every single dollar? Whereas, like, what were you offering as Unity to charge people this much forever in perpetuity. Did you add anything to your <laughs> and a I could free, I remember, I, a quote unquote free engine, right? Or I looked engine. into it briefly, but like what were you adding to the cost of using your engine? If there's any other engine, I'll now use that. Because all you're doing is saying you're gonna take more of my money the more successful my game is. 
and not offering me any any any. You're not. Are you offering me assistance? Are you offering me more stuff? No, no. Oh, well, it, it felt play. like it. It felt very much like what we always talk about with streaming services. Like that's how they get you. They get you hooked at this price, mm-hmm. and then later they're like, "Hey, it's going to cost this much now." And you're so. But it would it would be like a streaming service if like every time every time you watch Stranger Things, uh, Netflix takes two dollars from you. But as a developer, imagine like. Y- not only is it like okay, yeah, I'm used to the financial arrangement. I've trained my entire team about around using yeah. this engine. Like switching engines is a big is hard deal at that point. Yeah, and that, I, I, I remember that tweet of like when you're pitching games to publishers, you have to be very serious now. What engine you're working with because that yeah. could change the fucking arrangement There's with this deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what due diligence is all about. Publishers folks. will not like games built in Unity's engine with Unity's new plan, and they didn't. I expected them to walk it back and walk it back in one week, and they never did. And I wanted to they, keep. They, they, did, they eventually on. walked back a lot of it, but it was kind of mm-hmm. too late. But when they did that, so. it, but like firing this guy is such a, a much better thing. Please, <laughs> please, Chris. CEOs don't get fired; they all step down step of their own. Down. Mm-hmm. I stepped down right at this major pivotal point in my company. I I stepped down out of this airplane with my golden parachute on. (laughs) (laughs) Jump into the forests of the Pacific Northwest with hundreds of thousands of dollars in stolen currency. That's right. Just like I'm going to step out of this news segment because that's all the news that's fit to play. Oh, there it is. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always the segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, you might remember, was, have you ever haunted an old game server well past mm. its prime? Tell us why and what it's like. On uh, the official Laser Time community on Fuck. Facebook, Bree Stafford said, thinking that Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes was going to be like Four Swords Adventures... And offer a single-player way to play through the co-op game. I took a little too long purchasing the game than I should have. By the time I got on and going out, how it was near impossible to play solo that, and that I needed to jump on the servers, I could only find teammates who either only wanted to goof around or sabotage the rest of the players. <laughs> I dropped the game for a while and then decided to try one again about two years later. Surprisingly, the server still worked, but not as surprisingly, it was a ghost town. I tried for a few days off and on, leaving my game in search mode for hours at a time and couldn't find anyone to play with. I conceded, and unfortunately Triforce Heroes is still the only Zelda game that I haven't beaten. I don't know where my 3DS is at this time, but if I find it, I'm hoping to find two other people who have this game <laughs> and give it a nice coordinated retry to end my shame. Oh, Bree, you're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that is also, along with me, the, that's the worst Zelda game of the last 20 years. And no one ever talks about it. That's why. <laughs> I know. It's just so weird. It feels like it should be brought up all the time. Mm. But uh, they used to release a Zelda. Anyway, uh, uh, Dan Strothman says, uh, a few years ago, I got really into Black Ops 2 on Wii U. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was after the console had been discontinued, but it was pretty easy to find a match. After years of getting my ass handed to me uh, playing COD on Xbox, I was surprised that I could actually dominate on Wii U. <laughs> After dropping off uh, for a couple of years, I decided to fire up the game during lockdown. 
the first match I loaded into was some hacked map that turned the game into a zombie map. I was so confused, and it was clear that everyone else on the server uh, played together regularly. It was wild to see the game transform like that, but with the recent announcement of the Wii U, uh, online play is shutting down this April. Oh. I'll have to play uh, again and see if there's any active community. Oh my goodness. Good lord. And that that is not me. There are there are poor people out there, and this is their own only game experience. I, I I get it. Like I, but I've always been like, I will, I will eat less for a month to to buy the newest game system. Holy shit! Is it is it a horrible priority? And still is. Got to do it. Yeah. Got to mm-hmm. do it. Let's see, Stephen Womack says, I played a MUD, that stands for multi-user dungeon, which I just had to look up, mm-hmm. called Gemstone 3 back in the <laughs> AOL days. Wow. I want to say 95? I remember thousands of other people in game at the same time. I was bored one weekend in 2007 and decided to look up GS3 and see if it was still alive. To my surprise, it was! What once was a couple thousand was down to a couple hundred. Shocking. That is still a lot. You know, a couple hundred. Yeah. I joined a hunting party, exchanged MSN messengers, and met my wife, and we've <laughs> wow. been married for 14 years. Damn. The ultimate gemstone. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to guarantee getting a comment on our show, give me a how I met my wife story, yeah, and I'm probably going to it. Holy shit. Uh, well, on Twitter, Lambertar says, I went back on the old version of Secret World after the reboot to buy stuff and transfer it to my new account. It was a desert. Though I met one person and gave and I gave him everything I could. He had the intention to still play on the old version. <laughs> Good lord, why? Was this the Lovecraft MMO? Which secret world? Remind me. There was Didn't you work for these people? Oh, it's perfect. No, that's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. world. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it might have been influenced by Lovecraft. I don't know if it was directly Lovecraftian. But there was like some some supernatural pinky shit going on. Mm, I see. Maybe less racism. Uh, let's see from Blueski. Roadside Picnic says, back in the old talk radar days, mm-hmm. I remember buying oh. Stranglehold not too long after launch, and the ridiculously oh. developed multiplayer portion was a ghost town. Whenever TR brought up Stranglehold, which was hilariously semi-frequent. I would load it up again to chuckle at the multiplayer wasteland. <laughs> Did we really bring it up that often? I mean, you guys like, had a stranglehold on the stranglehold talk. If if you remember the the, the trajectory of me, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, I had the idea like it was an open bar demo, and like we will drink a shot of tequila every time we go in tequila time. Like every time you enter slow mo, we <laughs> we will have a shot of tequila and. Paul Ryan, the beautiful man that he is, says, yeah, we'll do this. And we filmed it, and the guy's like, I don't even know if we can show this. Like, this is <laughs> so, so... It didn't get a ton of views, but it got a ton of attention within the company. Like, what if we did wacky shit like this wherever we went? Huh. So it encouraged me to be this that this or that person. I don't know mm. if I'm still that person. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was uh, very influential to me. Because it was when, like, I got on camera for the first time, was encouraged to do more. Mm. I do want to correct one misperception, though. 
they weren't talking about the game. Chris is just a huge Ted Nugent fan. He fucking loves that song, Stranglehold. That's all they were talking about, all those shows. Did like, you just quote a Ted Nugent song that isn't Cash Scratch Fever and expect us to recognize it? <laughs> all The reason I know that song, by the way, it was on the Days and Confused soundtrack, which I oh, loved we back just, in the 30, day. 30, 20, 10, just talked about that. I know that one. It goes, Stranglehold. Ted Nugent song. That is not how it goes at all. <laughs> I only do one thing. I want to hunt people for sport. <laughs> Did you see Weird Al playing him on Reno 911? What? Very, very yeah. good. <laughs> Gonna good hunt Officer Nangle for sport. Oh, man. The Dork's Delight. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, sort of literally. I don't know what that means, but uh, Friday the, th- ghost, Friday ghost the 13th, um, a few months he, ago. He, Saying it's literally because it's a horror game. He's saying he yeah. haunted it because he was playing as Jason Haunting. Ah, Friday the 13th on PS4 a few months ago. I can't wait to play it again for probably the last time ever on Friday, October 13th. When your early listeners are listening to this, uh, I think it's gone for good at the end of the year. Oh, mm. Such a bummer. It really is. I think the single player part might still be playable. Where you can it is, but the Jason multiplayer and... part was amazing. It was mm. always entertaining. It was it was the fucking coolest thing we've ever streamed. And uh, this week on thirty twenty ten, we're talking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And I got to I I rarely talk because I just don't have the words to say. How, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original is one of my. I think it's a masterpiece, and mm-hmm. the game is intriguing, but it didn't have the immediate hook of the Friday the 13th game. Um, but it is hilarious to play, so encourage Game Pass users to check that out. Right. Anyway. We have a couple of video answers. First from Joe Italian, last oh. name. Hey guys, Joe Italian, last name here with the GitBit Podcast. I finally got on my own podcast. It's a oh, nerd media podcast, so we cover superhero stuff, Movies, TVs, we do also do weekly reviews for comics, Marvel, DC, and D. Uh, as you can see behind me is my Proton Pack. As some of you know, I'm part of the Tennessee Ghostbusters. And that brings us to question of the week of what game did I haunt the most? And that would be the 2008 Ghostbusters game. Um, we stayed on mm. that for as long as possible, and my group of friends and I would just get on there. Because until Spirits Unleashed came out, that was the best Ghostbusters game you could possibly play. We haunted and busted until we couldn't anymore, and now we're going on that one. But yeah, Ghostbusters uh, 2008, best game we haunted ever. Thanks so much, guys. Take it easy. Man, thank you. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Am I going to watch uh, They Call Me Trinity or play the Ghostbusters? Uh, what year was it? 2008. 2008. Yeah. Why not I, both? I didn't even I, know there was a multiplayer component in that. Yeah. Yeah. There huh. there, there was. But um, that game is... It was so not good at the time, but is like for oh, how long... It was great at the time. Uh, like, I don't know. There were still like... There's a lot of bad stuff about it, but like... In terms of wanting to experience Ghostbusters authentically and play something around Halloween, it's fucking perfect. Perfect. That game and Brutal Legend are the two games like I'm most yeah. proud that I worked on, but also so bummed because like 
after the Activision uh, acquisition of Vivendi, like Vivendi didn't publish them. Like they ended up getting mm. published by other people. So I mm. kind of had to abandon them halfway through the project. So it's like, yeah, I loved working on that game. That game was dope and amazing. And I have so many fun stories about the making of that game, but it's just like, I was so bummed that I didn't get to, you know, finish it out. We went to, I think, well, who, Atari? Atari eventually published that one? Yeah, Atari mm-hmm. published that one, and EA published Brutal Legend. Yeah. Uh, Brutal yeah. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, finally, we have uh, one from Jeff Wildman, who says... This guy's crazy. Real wow. Here we go. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, just want to answer the question of the week. Um, Prey. Remember Prey? Oh. Mm-hmm. Prey was About a video what? game. And that video oh. game had multiplayer. MC Hammer song. Oh, right. <laughs> and like a lot of games at that time... Blackside Area 51, Time Shift, Fear 2. A lot of these games had multiplayer. I don't know yeah. why. But ah. those multiplayer modes also had achievements. And I wanted the gamer score. I wanted those achievements. And you couldn't get them legitimately. So me and a friend of mine would meet up, go into these games, just the two of us, and we would boost. And we never saw <laughs> anyone else. Nobody <laughs> ever interrupted or showed up in the lobbies. Nothing. Never. It was really weird, but uh, Prey <laughs> in particular is a game that I set up two Xbox 360s, two copies of the game, two Xbox Live Gold accounts, thanks to the 14-day trial cards, and I wow. went on by myself, played against myself, and boosted the multiplayer achievements. <laughs> nice. That's the kind of free time I had 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> and like those other games, never saw any other people. Nobody. Nobody. No, not a single soul ever came into those games while I was playing. It was always just me by myself alone in that universe. So, yeah, it was weird. I was weird. But that was just something I did because I needed that gamer score back then. You need uh, it, man. Also, um, just to answer another question, Matt, my last name is pronounced however you want to pronounce it. Ooh. Because I've had so Ooh, many bizarre interpretations over the course of my life from people who, I guess, read it on paper thought there's no way it's pronounced like that and would say like Lidman or Wildeman or anything but the way it's actually pronounced. So you can pronounce it however you want and I would just say sure. That's that's my last name. So have at it. I can be whatever you want me to be. Okay guys, Appreciate have it. a good week. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Thank you, Jeff mm. Jeff Wildeman. Thanks Jeff Wildebeest. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I would just guess Wildman. Uh, Wildman. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, this guy's insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did a little bit of that, too. I, I remember, Michael, do you remember the mild controversy? I remember when Call of Duty, was it Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? It's like these, they the, first, the, the Modern Warfare didn't have multiplayer achievements. Hmm. And and then when they added multiplayer achievements, people got really mad because like I don't do that, <laughs> I don't play oh, yeah. that, I st- but I, I want to get all the like achievements. Like, half a game's achievements mm-hmm. locked behind a mode I'm never going to touch. That sucks. It, it seems weird, and and that's why I thought I, I mentioned it early on. Assassin's Creed, like there is no multiplayer component. Like it, it just there was a few times, but not not recently. But, but this time is not like yeah, it's like, like Unity. As long as you use every weapon like ten to twenty times. You're going to get every. You cannot miss any achievements. Hmm. 
And, Isn't it uh, fun to think of how precious Microsoft is with their fucking bullshit made-up social mm-hmm. currency of achievement points? Like, no, no game can have more than 1,000 that's not allowed until no. they were like, unless yeah, you that. have a big DLC pack, we will allow it. Unless mm-hmm. we make more money off your DLC pack, it is, it, is forbid, it is forbidden until we make a cent. And then they had the weird arcade rules of like, no, they must cap it 400 achievement points. Yes. Oh, Only full-priced games get to have a th- thousand achievement points <laughs> like, what? what was it was it symphony of the night like, like we want to release this on xbox live and like we have a 200 megabyte limit yes. asshole uh-huh. yeah. never <laughs> you would never release this here <laughs> yep they had to make like a big exception for that mm-hmm. game which was like I still think one of the most successful arcade titles yeah i'm not time. giving oh, yeah. microsoft shit just like we all live through that like Eh, give it to us, but I don't know how much that costs. <laughs> and trust me, those of us in the industry at the time knew we were like, "What are you doing, Microsoft? This is bu-. we were all at the time like, this yeah. is bullshit. You need to loosen these restrictions." Like, and meanwhile, like when when we launched the Laser Time website in our first podcast, it crashed everything because like it's it wasn't like a ton of people, but it was just like too many people trying to get this one large file. At the yeah. same time, like, ruined everything. And what's a CDN? Like, we didn't even know. And <laughs> it's, it's a CD's ridiculous... nuts is what it stands for. <laughs> yeah! Cedo's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. A new question of the week. Um, obviously... I can't think about anything but Matt's nuts right now. Well, you'll think about this, because uh, you <laughs> and Matt uh, geek out about each other's nuts. Uh, you also geek out about <laughs> Disney park appearances in games. But what is Dude. a real-world location that you geek out about when it appears in a game? Uh, mm. I guess for me, like, there, there are a few that I geek out over. Um, anything in Madrid? Because, you know, I've really? been there a few times. My family lives there. And uh, so, you know, I, I know that, like, if, if something is a, a realistic representation of Madrid, like, say, mm-hmm. uh, Flight Simulator... You know, I'm, okay. I know. I be able say, to... How many times has that happened, though, man? Like Madrid and video. Not games many times. Uh, I think there was a a Spanish GTA clone called Torrente that was like based off of a film series, and you know, you get to go around familiar Madrid landmarks. That's kind of neat. But uh, you know, I, I know I can take it to my dad who, who grew up there and uh, can say like he he immediately does the same thing every time, which is try to find his childhood home. And uh, he's yeah. disappointed most that. times because it's an apartment building. But like, yeah. <laughs> I think with the Microsoft Flight Simulator, because it's like the AI generated app he, or map, he, he just like was looking at and it's like, what is this? This isn't what the street lit. This isn't what the buildings look like. This is terrible. I can't find anything that even looks remotely like this place. Yeah. Yeah. We all do that. I think mm-hmm. that's every flight sim. I This won't be my answer. But I do have to say, if you own a Meta VR headset, or if you own, I guess most VR, everything except the Meta headsets let you do Google Earth um, to really? do that trick, but it's way quicker and easier. Just look up your home address, and it'll do the street view for mm-hmm. most major streets, and you can do that, and it's amazing in VR. But if you have a Meta... It's like I'm really standing outside my own house! But it's but that's the thing is if you have a meta there's an app called World with one extra O in it that mm-hmm. does that which is cool for your house or whatever but like you can go to Universal Studios and stand there in mm. any land you want you can do it in Disneyland like in certain obviously big 
heavily trafficked areas like someone has been nice enough to capture the full 360 you know view thing it's fucking so rad like this vr tourism is really neat and i wish more people did it and talked about it because it's probably to me one of the cooler features of vr yeah more than a game thing because you can just poke around and do like hey i want to i want to go see the pyramids of giza all right i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. in vr and it's it's the next best thing to being there you know yeah, like, I, I mean, that was sort of going to be my answer. Did, what was your answer, Matt? Did you have... Uh, I mean, yeah, we all do our house thing, but I... And, and obviously Disney parks. Um, other than that, I'd say my true answer is I love anytime Los Angeles is recreated in game form. And there's obviously in the GTA games, there's San Andreas, which is like Los Angeles in many ways and, and not like even it five. in many other ways. Even 5 is condensed Los Angeles. But, like, even true crime streets of LA like their claim to fame was we've created most of the streets of Los Angeles fucking um uh LA Noir loved seeing like old Los Angeles recreated where was the Bullwinkle 1940s game where was the Bullwinkle right well like I love in movies like LA Confidential Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I love seeing old recreations of Los Angeles and it's uh yeah to, to me like and it gets done quite a bit in games it's like L.A., San Francisco, New York, you, you have plenty of options, let's just say that. But I, I love seeing it every time. I, I, I was sort of more on the VR kick, because um, it's part of the reason like I, I get nostalgic for things like theme parks, because old games and movies, we can, you know, if you can finagle your way around the internet, you can find all that shit and re-experience it, and if it has enough fandom, they can even remaster it and give it 5.1 audio. But, like, uh, shit you went to in your childhood and can't go back to. Mm-hmm. And I always say my favorite is um, Atlantis slash Six Flags Atlantis. I remember Mike yeah. Drucker was on our show, and he was just like, that place fucking... <laughs> I mean, it was like a nightmare fuel. Like, like how was it... Look at there's an underwater tunnel the kids can swim through uh, to get into this bubble like underwater tunnel. Why would you allow like a death trap? Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, yeah, so no one gets splinters. We painted over uh, all this uh, wood uh, so no one gets splinters. It also makes everything incredibly slippery when wet at a water park. <laughs> and and it, 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 oh my God, people slipping and sliding up 12 stories of stairs with, it, it was so unsafe. And if one, you want to use the real, if you want to get it really smooth, you got to use the lead based paint. <laughs> yes. If you want to yeah. really mess up every kid who ever went there, <laughs> if they didn't lose enough oxygen <laughs> drowning underneath the, the underwater tunnel, uh, Jason Voorhees' real origin story is that park. What's that? What's that theme park documentary on Netflix about? Like the uh, danger, action, danger. Park. action park, yeah. action park, action park. But that's what I'm talking about. Remember, because they called it class action park. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought the defunct land guys were doing something with that, with like recreating old rides and amusement park, because like something you cannot revisit. There was there was a website that was doing 3D models of old rides, but I think they're gone now. I was yeah. trying to find them today. And, and, and Atlantis for me, like I, I remember, you know, we grew up poor, and my grandma was like, "I have never looked at the side of my Coke can. I'm like, ah, oh, free admission for a child. I've never lived that close to a theme park." And she would just be like, "I remember she, when we were real young, she would sun. I had my first Mountain Dew." And I wouldn't talk to her for like nine hours and just run around this fucking weirdo park. One year it had Looney Tunes in it when it was Six Flags Atlantis. And then they lost it again. And it became just, they 
colored over all the Looney Tunes characters and all the merchandise. <laughs> and Hurricane Andrew destroyed it in 1992. Oh. Um, but I spent like days and days and days and days and days in this place, and I can never go back there. I love that. I love defunct theme parks and finding those. And yeah, Defunct Land does a good job. There's also Yesterland is like the first mm-hmm. one of those. Yesterland about defunct wonderful. Disney attractions. It's so good. Because the technology is there. Like, most of these rides were reskinned anyway. So, like, you can re- you can cre- recreate the Gummy Bears Aqua Boats ride because it's only a couple of cardboard standouts. Don't do that. Don't but, do that. <laughs> I mean, don't bullshit. waste your time on that. But please waste your time on that as well. <laughs> yeah, please do. Actually, um, yeah. You waste your time on it, so I never need to. Please. But, but like... I, I'm not the person to give advice, but for budding people who want to, there are plenty of photos of things like Atlantis. If you wanted to like recreate it and like let a guy walk, a kid, a grown kid walk through there, you have a model already. You're not creating something from scratch. I saw one of those for, I want to say it was like the E.T. ride. That is gone from at least the Hollywood universe. Florida, it's, it's, it's the only ride in Florida still there from the opening in 1990. It's wild, man. Like, it's I, yeah, I did, so antiquated. It's Jeff Wild, man. I never, uh, never, yeah, I never went like, on could, it. Could someone just put some gray in Spielberg's beard? Like, he hasn't looked like this in <laughs> 90 years. <laughs> well, I remember it's that attraction was so old. Like, the preamble was like, they would show you how things are done on blue screen. Back before mm. things became green screen. Like, yeah. Remember, it was, it was yeah. blue screen before. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's old. Ah, sh- uh, hilarious. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so what are real-world locations that you geek out about when you see them in games? Let us know. Go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There will be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter or Blueski at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. That has been this week's show. Uh, let's uh, go with some plugs. What do you guys got? Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Talk about all the Evil Dead movies for Halloween spooky season. Nice. New episode uh, about 80s movies for vacation, and, of course, hundreds of movie commentaries and uh, uh, podcasts there as well, including uh, Matt and I talking about Disney memorabilia, which is still something I like, have to ardently recommend. Don't buy 50 pop figures. Buy one dope, big nerd thing that only you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preferably something cool- you can hang on a wall. Yeah. yeah. Or put on a, put on a shelf. Like, uh, it, that's the way to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. Yeah, that's what I was going to plug. Patreon.com slash laser time. That's there as a bonus time. The other thing I will plug, I... If you liked our talk about the Haunted Mansion and want to know more trivia, the only remaining fan site that I have gone to previously that's still around is uh, doombuggies.com. That's D-O-O-M, as in Matthew, B-U-G-G-I-E-S. It's a a fan site dedicated to the Haunted Mansion. Very well designed. I have no idea where their money is coming from. It's it's so great though. They have maps of the attraction and walkthroughs and stuff like that. Like if you if you have any interest and want to geek out and become a theme park nerd like Chris and I, it's a good place to start. It's the only global twenty four seven haunted house. It's fucking cool. So anyway, doombuggies.com. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just like to plug again an article that I wrote last week on news.ubisoft.com yeah. where I talk about the history of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. 
Uh, check it out. It was a fun to write, and I've been told it's a fun read. Wait, what does that mean, Michael? Uh, brother, the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. Like, the um, Assassin Brotherhood. Oh, okay. So what the Mirage refers to as the Hidden Ones. Yes, the Hidden Ones. This is The Hidden Ones. They'll become the Assassin Brotherhood in Assassin's Creed, which is, I think, mm-hmm. about two, two to three hundred years later, 1191. Uh, so, but, but for now they're the hidden ones, but yes, it's, it's one big organization stretching back to 75,000 BCE. Uh, check out what I I mean. After finishing Mirage, I was like, Hmm. yeah, I I need a refresher here completely. I having, I I played at least half these games a hundred percent through and I'm a little confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Mirage is fun. I, I'm I'm enjoying Mirage. That's my other plug. Play Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, but as always, you can find us online uh, on on Twitter or Blueski at VG Apocalypse. Once again, uh, you can find me personally both places at Wikiparas. Uh, I'm not tweeting or skeeting that much these days, but who knows? I might again soon. He uh, is skeeting a lot, by the way. You don't follow I'm, him I'm on. <laughs> Michael's really into skeet videos. Yeah, folks. That's, he tells us all the time. Mostly just been re-skeeting uh, the VGA skeets. Uh, skeets are what Blue Ski calls uh, tweets. Oh, I thought I thought you meant your sperm. Mm, I bet yeah. you did. I bet you yep. did. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. most suspended mm. congratulations they really did they made a plaque for it and everything wow mm. <laughs> yeah. my my thing was coolest earring <laughs> did you yeah. really like you're in the yearbook for that yes yes coolest the, earring with the earring wow. uh i think so the the earring i had was uh so my dad went on a business trip to Zacatecas, mexico where they do a lot of silver trinkets mm-hmm. and he brought me back this like dangling charm that was like a skull with a moving jaw. Hell and yeah. so I put that on a hoop earring and that was my coolest earring. <laughs> Stop laughing, Matt. This is cool. <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs>